This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Ian Bolt on Fubar Radio. <laughs> no. Yep. It's chew, swallow. You, you do it, you do swallow. it. Swallow. Okay, so on the show. Okay, on the show this afternoon at various point of times ish. (laughs) Two twenty. Say the times. Nobody's going to hold us to the times. Just say the times. Two twenty. Jeff Wayne is on the phone to talk about a fortieth anniversary tour of uh, War of the Worlds. A fortieth anniversary tour. The the fortieth. There's a few of them. Can you do that on your? Two forty-five. Glenn Pritchard is in the studio to talk about his new show, One Green Bottle, at the Soho Theatre. Um, it's a shame. You what? It's a shame for Glenn Pritchard. Glenn Pritchard? Yeah. Because the other two people in, on the show today are quite well known, and he's not. It's right. a shame. Well, he it? will be. No, I'm sure he will be, but yeah. I'm saying it's, just, it's unfair, isn't it? <laughs> Guest number three at three fifteen, entertainer Bobby Crush is in it's the studio. Pianist. He's a pianist in the studio to talk about the UK tour of his brand new stage musical, Summer Holiday. Well, we're not talking about that. Why? We're talking about Last Laughing Vegas. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's exciting. I'm good. Oh, you're eating now. Oh, you are. It's free for all, is it? Well, no, it's not free for all. Somebody has to not be eating. I'll have a dipper. I'm honestly not doing it on purpose. Well, you are, because you know you have to speak. I'm genuinely not. I, I'm, I'm actually genuinely not. It's not I'm not doing it for a joke. I just didn't think. Right, OK. Well, we're both eating go-ahead products. We're both slimming, aren't we? Yeah, clearly on our dippers. Are I'm you, not are you slimming? Well, not, not, I wasn't. I might be. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Why? You're beautiful. Well, th- oh, thank you. You are beautiful, too. Because it's I summer, isn't it? I didn't it? give you a compliment no, to get one back. Because it, it freaked me out last week with the hot weather. I was like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> What do you mean? It's just like sun. What would you have to be ready for? Well, I was like, I can't be exposing stuff. Why? Exposing myself. Not like that. Not like that. One would ask you not to do that anyway. No. I got a shot last week with the sun because my uh, I found out my aircon isn't working in my car. Oh. So they clearly sold me a car that under the pretense of it having aircon. Oh dear. And I was at Halfords having my radio looked at again. And they checked it and said, oh, there's green dye in this. And I went, I don't know what that means. And he said, that means it's already been checked to see if it works. Right. And they've obviously checked it, found out it's broke and not fixed it. Right. A bit like when I got sold a non-waterproof tent. Went that, took that for a festival, it rained. Yeah, of course, we all know about that time. Um, yeah. So, um, so come on, why are you, what are well, you trying to do? Are you trying to slim down? Not slim down, just be a bit... You're you not know. like a heffalump or anything, though, Oh, are my you? God. What? What? I said you're not like no, a heffalump. I'm not, I'm not like a heffalump. No, I'm not, I wasn't really. I was just trying to, I was just thinking, you know, just probably eat some more go statuesque. 
thank you. What would be the what? How would you self-describe yourself? Just normal, isn't it? I don't I mean, know. I don't think you're normal. But, um, but like, you're not like Bella Remberg or anything, are you? Oh my! Not God. that there would be an issue if you were. Oh my god! No, I'm not. I'm I'm actually fine with everything. I just was like, oh, it's sunny. I feel a bit. Ugh. Plus, what? I'm size. No, <gasps> Ian, I'm just gonna punch you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, not. I'm not. I'm not mocking you. It's I think you're gorgeous. Well, thank you. What? Um, Plus, I, I was like been going out recently on a few dates. Oh, have you? So, you know, it's nice to look good. Oh, well, this is no. Hang on. Well, first off, mm. that's fine. That's good. Well, that's progress. But. Well, is, that correct? is that correct to do, do that do to, to try and lose weight for someone or? no no it's not for that person no no and it's for you in your head for how you feel about it but is that would that be correct um no well it depends how you feel isn't it if, I, absolutely if the other person says oh can you lose some weight you'd be like fuck off but yeah. um if, you'd probably cry wouldn't you well, i think most people would no probably cry and make it's yourself sick summer free everyone freaks out don't they it's a bit like well, not only because of um uh, unfair external pressures it's, it's not true yeah. you don't have to do it for any it's other true. reason but yourself I guess um, let's reverse a little bit you want to shrink what I wanted to get don't a- shrink them if you're having dates don't shrink them they, no, no, they'll no, be a no, selling no, point no for that just generally they'll I was a big, like, a big was... selling point two big selling points <laughs> I was just feeling like what was that laugh I don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just feeling like you know I feel like I'd quite like to go down a bra size you high why of all the things to change about you you want your tits smaller no well no yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like that you missed that completely. Yeah, I know, I know, I heard it, but I was like, oh, fine. Why do you want to go to the bra size? I just got a bit bored of having bigger... I would never get bored of them that big. I don't You've get bored of them, Of course I've got my little man tits going on. Yeah. Imagine how nice it would be to not days. wear a bra. Well, you know well, that. I don't wear a bra. Exactly. Yeah, I don't wear a bra. I just hate bras. But but if you go down a bra size, do you no longer need to wear a well, bra? Well, I'd have to go down about three bra sizes to not wear a bra. About I 40 like, bra sizes. I feel to like not wear an a, a cup is the size where you buy a B cup. I feel like you probably. Well, it's up to you. If you don't want to wear a bra, don't wear a bra. A D cup, Z cup, whatever you want to be. But. Um, this is an interesting speech you're doing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I feel like I dig myself in and I try and dig myself out. My personal preference is to wear. No, to wear a bra because I feel like it's better for everybody that I do. But. What do you mean? Better for everybody how? Well, it's just, you know, they're just loose. <laughs> what will happen to everybody if they're not? Well, I could get if... a black eye. Oh, I see. So right. it's a safety issue. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a health and safety. Not health, safety issue. What do you feel, um, what would ha- what would be helped by your um, b- bazonkers being um, more subdued? <sighs> just like, you know, I just, I just bra. Just, uh, just be nicer. Don't just to keep saying bra. <laughs> <laughs> it just would be nice not You've to got bra, bra on the brain, mate. I'm fed up of them. You know, we know who else has got bras on the brain. What? Well, um, you're fed up of your breasts. I didn't say that. You're I just said bras. I'm fed up of bras. And then I read an article yesterday. Don't put them in a drawer. You're supposed to hang them up on the wall. I'm not, I'm not hanging them. Is, is this bra or your boobs? <laughs> bras. Bras, okay. Bras. So you're not hanging your bras up on the wall. I don't, who does that? No, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm struggling to see the correlation between I'm not hanging my bra on a wall, so I will eat go-ahead food. I mean, I personally don't feel like go-ahead is actually any healthier, but I did but, like... But your, your bras will still exist, won't they? You're not, you're not going to... To be honest, I didn't buy it because it was healthy. I bought it because it was a salted caramel crunchy dipper, and I okay, liked the sound of it. Okay, but then when I asked you about if you were slimming, oh, you sort of implied that like, you are. I was like, well, I feel like hmm. I drink a lot of. I drink quite. I, I do enjoy wine. Right. Okay. So why I need put, to. Why be, did you put a hand out then, as if to stop me I from know, doing something? What, stop, what? I don't know. So I'm gonna like eat healthy, so I can still drink wine. Right. But 
Well, then that's got nothing to do with bras, has it? Not really, no. I just and a random so what's, separate thing. So what's the truth here? What is the well, actual truth? It's all truth? true. Yesterday I was just like, I'm fed up with bras. I'm going to about to like set fire to them, but then I only realised I needed them for your breasts. Mm. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. I think it's an odd thing to get upset about, or to even actually oh, yeah. pay any thought to. What to bras? Well, just this sort of bra mania that you've got going on well here. I do feel like a lot of women I've particularly seen like someone like Sarah Milliken for instance on Twitter mm. she's right I've seen her like you get home and the first thing you do is bra off because mm. they're such they're like ugh so you, that's what you do and mm. that's what I do too but, but could you get by in the day without wearing a bra full stop if you wanted if I was wearing a sweatshirt what like that held them in yeah yeah okay so um, when you get home and take your bra off yeah. like Sarah does yeah do and you, lots of women do you do. then wear a sweatshirt to hold them in no because if I'm at home they so can just hang out so can't they yeah. but then they can just hang out <laughs> yeah. anywhere can't they they really? can yeah but I'm in my own house where I've only got a flatmate that can see them mm, but if it's if it's a convo oh so it's more about how revealing you're yeah, being by exactly, your yeah. huge wobblers flopping about they're all over the place they're normal D-cup they're a D-cup they're not you could put plasters over the nipples oh uh, I could do tit tape do you remember mm, that yeah you could do that yeah so then people can't see your cigar stumps very true Actually, when I went to M&S to have a look for a bra the other week, I got annoyed because there was a bra I liked, and that started at a double D, so it ruled me out completely. I couldn't, I couldn't have it. What, are you not a double D? No. You're way beyond that, No, surely. I'm not. I've been measured. What? I'm not a double D, I'm a D. You're a D cup? Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Well, Where did you get measured at? Um, two different places. Marks, what? Marks <laughs> Left being, and right? <laughs> yeah, Marks being one of them, and then the other one, was it called Lacenza or something? I don't know. But yeah, D cup. I think they're a lot bigger than that. I know. I, mean, I, 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 I did should too. say I don't spend long times like gazing at them. No, I thought that too, Spo. But I used to be a C cup. Yeah, you probably were an A cup at one point. Yeah, <laughs> at some you point. Probably, yeah, probably yeah. at one point weren't an any cup, were you? Anyway, enough bra chat. No, I think I think it's interesting. I just okay. want I want you to feel like. Um, I mean, this is a show. I have to say, of all the ones, I do show, feel like right. I would feel <laughs> if there weren't some guests coming. If there was all phone guests tonight, this bra would be off. Right. But I there just, are studio guests coming in, so. But you've got a shirt over it. I can't yeah, even but, see it because there's a... Yeah, but I have got, like, some cleave going, some cleave going on a bit. This is one of those opportunities where yeah, you can... Yeah, I have got a bit... Because we're talking about it, I can yeah. try a proper stare so at you. So I buzzers. can't be here when Glyn Pritchard or Bobby... I mean, Bobby Crush won't be looking, but... Uh, He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But your over shirt will go I could over just do that and take the bra... Yeah, do you know no, what? No. It's fine now, I'll keep it on. Keep your bra off, No, 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 Do you want me to take it off for you? I know you can do that with one hand as well. Yeah, no, it's impressive, isn't it? Although it's not impressive in reality. Well, it kind of is. Everybody should be able to do that. No, but mo- a lot, most guys, that makes it sound like I... Some guys yeah. can't even do it with two hands. It's yeah, well, a bit of trouble, well, isn't it? they're idiots. Yeah, I know. It's not difficult. Tell me about it. Um, which brings us nicely on mm. to Nat's new serious relationship. So well, I wouldn't call it that. Well, okay, I'm going to put some music on first. Okay. Oh, is this? Why is it still all Eminem? Because it's, I'm going out with him, okay? You're not going out with Eminem. At M&M. some point I walked up. You're definitely not. No, not yet, but... I mean, I, I shudder to think what he'd come up with as a rap about you. Why well, you wouldn't try and kill me in a song? I'm a bit over that. I'm going to put a song on them and come back and talk about your new okay. boyfriend. Oh. Hi, my name. Right, that's too loud. That was What's so going, loud in my headphones. Well, why is it that loud? I don't know. It must be... I'll tell you why it's that loud. loud the reason that it's that loud is because yeah. the rappers have been in here yeah, doing their hip-hop just, show, because this is a pre-record. They've put all the levels what? up because they're showing off. No, the levels aren't, actually. But which cart is a it proper on? look tell down me. your top, then, by the way. Oh, okay. I feel like I should have... Do you know what? I probably would have tried to get away with it, but there's cameras in here, oh, yeah, yeah. and I won't want somebody to look back and go, look at that, look how we just stared down We're not live-streaming it. Well, no, so but somebody might look back at it Tell me which cart it's on. It's on... I'll turn it down. Oh, it's gone. It's disappeared. It's because I stopped right, it, isn't it? Do you know it? what? I'll find it. I'll lower it. We'll play it later. 
All right, well, what might be... Play Berserk by him. That's on there, please. Or Survival. I like those two. If it's too loud, I'm turning it off. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Wait, it's not started yet. Now the shit's about to kick off this bottomless wax. Let's take it back to straight hip-hop and start it from scratch. That is too loud. Okay. It's just noise. All of those are normal now. They're on the level. So I have to... Right, sorry everybody. I'm going to put Eminem on. Just it's going to be a bit too, sting on for it's a minute. Be a bit too loud. I'm not putting Shaggy and Sting right, on. Just ever. Try another Eminem one, and I'm going to make a note of what songs you haven't played because I've been. Right, here's Eminem with Berserk, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this in a like hospital or something. I'm about to bloody just jack up everybody. Get back. That's why my pin needs a pad because my rhymes on a red tag. Just like I did with a Dixon. I'm about to. What a racket. What a brilliant banger that what is. What a racket that I was. Love, I love my... What a mess of noises you that was. You just said you quite liked it. I did quite like it, yeah, but, exactly. you know, I don't know what his issue is. He's gone berserk. It's the name yeah, of the song, isn't it? the name of the song, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we're joined now on the Teflone by Mr. Jeff Wayne. Jeff, are you there? Ian, good evening. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. Rare treat, this, man. You know, it's nice. We've got some really nice guests today on the show, and of, of which you are one. Um, and we're talking about the 40th anniversary of War of the Worlds. Wow. Sounds like it's been around a long time. Isn't it crazy? Do you know what? I still have flashbacks, man. How often do people shout at you for War of the Worlds? Shout at me? Yeah, for scaring them. Uh, all the time. Um, this isn't going to be any different. <laughs> Go. I can't, I can't deal with it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I've tried my very hardest. I've got the album. I've got the album across several. Like, I've got it on CD. And I've got the deluxe set and all that sort of stuff. And I, I don't think in my life I've ever heard it all the way through more than once. It terrifies me, Jeff. Goodness. Well, you know, it, it, seriously, um, I never realised when I was composing and producing it until years later when I've had so many people of different ages and uh, say that they loved being scared by it they yeah. would turn the lights off turn the record on and uh, hide under their beds so uh, i never expected a, a record could do that to anybody so did you did you not think yourself when you were making it when it was all being put together originally um w w was it not scary by i mean obviously the the stories existed already with hg wells and, and it's kind of a scary story anyway and of course there's the whole thing about the radio broadcast which may be a little bit urban legendy as well whether that actually happened or not you know with when it was done as a radio play and it scared terrified people and caused a mass panic and all that sort of business but did you really not think at the time of putting this together that you were creating something frightening well i i agree um hg wells's book has that element of fear just by the nature of the story there was uh sort of real people in real places that this invasion uh, was taking place, Martians landing in Surrey in England. Yeah. So, you you know, you could get that. But And I hoped and always hoped that my music, the production, would give imagination to the listener. But it was still a vinyl double album, uh, you know, a physical thing that you put on and play. So I always sort of associated the fact that it it wasn't real, it, uh, but right. Okay, yeah. So um, I probably looked at it completely wrongly, uh, having now gone through so many years where that sort of reaction has actually taken place. And I think also since we started touring in the arenas in, from 2006, now there's audience reactions uh, that have sort of cemented 
exactly what uh, we're we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, as I recall it, it was a, a like even as I'm speaking to you now, genu- like genuinely, I w- as you were talking, then I thought I think that album did me quite severe psychological damage. <laughs> like, I, really, I am sorry if no, it really no, did. No, I apologize. No, no, absolutely, no need to apologize at all because that could be anything in the arts, couldn't it? That could be anything and have that Im- impression on someone. That's not a reason to not do something. But I think I heard it as a child. I remember my friend David Machel, who then emigrated to Australia, but he was my friend for a while, and he had the double album. And I remember, I can actually remember it vividly now, being in his bedroom with him when he had this album and getting it out. And there was the book, you know, the the whole booklet with all the artwork inside it and all that sort of yep, stuff and it was yep. the gatefold sleeve and being really taken with it before i knew what it was so being very um, aesthetically taken with it uh, as a thing and then i borrowed it from him and again no exaggeration i didn't get past i think i probably got halfway through side two before it was just too much for me and and i think it inspired some i'm not a skittish person by the way and i wasn't even as a child i don't think but i think it inspired something in me it inspired a fear in me that didn't go away till my mid-teens of, of Aliens Landing. Wow, that's all I can say. But well, uh, you, 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 we're not, not mention of compensation. <laughs> well, um, I'll uh, I'll discuss that with my wife and right. four children. <laughs> see if we can afford something. All right. Well, even as you said four children, I was like, there's not be any compensation in here, is there? Not. Um, <laughs> have you remained in love with it as a project all this time, or have there been times when you've? come away from it you know have there been times where you've been sick of it no i've I've never never been sick of it um frustrated uh when needing inspiration uh when writing it and producing it and then doing so many tours now since 2006 every time we've done a new one and come back to re-examining it because i've always thought it's like a a living work and are we going to be challenged by it are we going to entertain everybody who comes in a slightly different way mm. uh but no i i've never gotten bored with it i i conducted on stage with a a nine-piece uh, band and a symphonic string orchestra while everything else going around uh, above be, uh, behind the audience all around it's a very physically large multimedia extravaganza so it's uh, very exciting to get up and conduct your own work yeah, in such yeah, vast so. audiences. I mean, like, who would have thunk it? You know what I mean? Like, who, like, back back in the seventies, I guess was it would have been seventies. This came out, I'm presuming, was it? It's uh, June seventy eight. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So, so you, 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 I guess you wouldn't even be able to throw forward in your mind to this sort of thing being a possibility ever. So, for it to actually be a live experience. That wasn't just be you know it wasn't just performing it live. It was also a multimedia sort of extravaganza and add a lot more to it than the, you know that it was a, a proper big live show. Yeah, that, that's true. And in fact, until we did start touring it, um, even thinking about it years previously, the technology was largely not available to what I sort of had in my head for the type of show it's become. But it it, it goes back even a, long before that, and that. Well, I had a record contract with Columbia, which is now Sony. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have any guarantee in my contract to release the double album. Okay. So they had to wait for me to finish it, hand it in, and then listen to it. And they had 30 days to make a decision. And so I had 30 days of trepidation, as you could imagine. Yeah. And, then I, and then I got the call. They wanted another 30 days. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, one of these 
projects. I was very proud of it. It, it challenged me immensely. I was sort of with a blank canvas to interpret this amazing story by H.G. Wells. Yeah. But I had no knowledge it was or surety it was going to come out until they eventually, after what became 60 days, uh, a call came and said, they loved it, and they were going to give it a, a, a good backing. And I guess it was a long shot, too. I mean, I know that it was a time of concepts albums, and, and you know, I know that that wasn't uh, as ridiculous as it might seem that something like that would come out, but I, I guess that would still that would still come under uh, one in a million chance of, of that sort of thing coming through. A million to one, he said. Yep, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, do, do you know what? Even as I'm saying things, because <laughs> even before I, I rephrase something, because I was going to say the chances of, of anything, and, and I wasn't actually meaning it as a relation thing. That's what I said. Who would have thunk it? I actually changed uh, yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't resist that, Ian. No, Sorry. it's allowed. No, no, it's absolutely allowed. I'm just trying to guard myself with it. But, you know, I'd, in my mind, uh, I'd never even thought that I was working on what so many people have called it, which is a concept album or double album. I was just creating a musical work yeah. that was interpreting the story and whatever came out of me musically was what it was. But it wasn't sort of in an era when uh, the type of work that it was was abundant in, in comp- you know quantities of other people doing work like that. Yeah. And it came out at the height of uh, the disco revolution and yeah. punk was the more revolutionary type of music breaking through so it didn't have a natural place so to speak in in music but it found its way it's found its voice it it, it totally has and and i guess it would be comparable in story uh, as in the the story of the product to bat out of hell which came out not too dissimilar a time which would you know is also definitely a concept album but not quite as clearly a concept album um, but it was an event album that didn't fit with what was happening at that time and was not backed by everyone. I know there's, they're not musically similar, but I, and again, I guess that's another thing as well. Battle of Hell now is, is a live show and is, you know, he's doing very well in the West End and has been over to Canada and stuff. So, um, it's quite cool that these things that were once, um, concepts of productions have actually become product, you know, that that's actually happened, that, it, that they have become these, these big shows. It is interesting, and I guess it's always from a producer of shows, be they large arena shows or or West End uh, productions, uh, looking for new things, new ways of telling stories. Uh, so I, c- I can understand it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it makes good sense. But then you look at the uh, the many musicals now that have been based upon whether it's ABBA or other great artists with their catalog of songs being turned into yeah. stories, whether based on their lives or just brand new stories written to their songs. So yeah. uh, I guess it's the quest always to find new stories and, a, and an interesting way of telling them on the stage. And does it, do you, do you find, or I don't even know how you would gauge it, but, but does it... Uh the the audience for this show now does it t- are, are you predominantly discovering a new audience or is a new a new audience discovering you rather or is it um, that it's the people like people of my age and stuff who who remembered it from being a kid or people a bit I guess who older would still be alive who uh, are, are revisiting it in that sort of nostalgic way if if you had asked me that literally just before we started our first tour I would have answered more of what you your last. Uh, 
sort of description was of people who knew the album and and enjoyed it enough to to want to come see what we were doing with it live. Mm. But it started off actually being right across the board okay. uh, of age groups, and it's only expanded since then. I, some people have not heard the album in context to uh, the, the sort of scale of it, and then they come see this giant show, and it's been interpreted in with hugeness and, and interpretations that visually are quite stunning. So you're saying that you are like damaging the psyches of more children now? Absolutely. Yeah. The younger, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just destroying lives. Um, <laughs> it's really exciting, man, and it's really... I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because I was originally told you were coming in the studio and I've rather embarrassingly brought my, um, brought my double album down to get it signed and I can't get it signed now, so how do we work around that? Gosh, well, um, you know, I thought it was me coming into your studio you tonight and then I was told, no, it's going to be a, a phoner. Are you serious? Yeah, well, no, we, absolutely. But we were told it the other way. No. No, I, honestly, we were. No, yeah, we genuinely yes, were. We, we would never choose to do a phone no. interview over in person to you. Well, I'm stunned because, right. I mean, the, the irony is that I live in Hertfordshire, which is where I'm talking to you from now, yeah, my, yeah. Uh, where I have my studio and, and live. But I actually had an appointment in London today, and that's why I said, great, I'll, I'll just mm -hmm. hang about and, and come in to, to see... Uh, to see you in person. Oh well, I, I much prefer. I might actually much prefer live and in you know face to face, yeah, yeah, no matter yeah. what the medium. No, same, no, same. I was told on Friday because I thought you were coming in. Hello, I'm the producer. And um, that's not. That's sorry, the producer. Sorry, hello. So I said I just wanted to check the double check that you were coming in, and then I was told, oh, can you do it on the phone? I said, well, I'd rather have you on a, on the phone than not at all. So yes, but obviously we love having guests in the studio. That's this is like this well I'm sorry for whatever no. yeah no, no, I'm sorry for whatever caused the, the mix up because no. uh, anybody who knows me knows I much prefer live well, anything well, can you just like can you scan in your autograph and I'll just copy it <laughs> yeah sure okay <laughs> <laughs> let's do that I'll just copy it and let's tell off let, well, I'm going to tell off your PR at some point um, so the tour uh, uh, starts November the, uh, November. Oh, well, you can come back in then if it's November. Jeff can maybe come in closer to then if you're in London to come on the show. I live. mean, that's not. Uh, I, I would. I'd love to. Yeah, uh, I'd like to. We start rehearsals sometime around mid uh, October, and uh, so any time up to that point Perfect. or thereabouts, I'm I'm around. Je Perfect. Jeff, don't like don't feel obliged to do this because she will stalk you now no Jeff said he'd like to come in the studio well I'd like him to come in well, okay, yeah. well, just... so am I dragging this album down again then yeah you bring it down then yeah right, we'll, we'll keep I'll, it I'll here I don't mind I collect autographs Jeff yeah, I know a lot, of of a lot of people don't anymore but I, I still really like getting autographs I'm not even slightly embarrassed about no, it. So the tour starts as an arena tour in November 2018. It um, uh, kicks off Friday the 30th of November in Glasgow at the Hydro Arena, and it goes right through December. So you've got Newcastle, Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool, Nottingham, Birmingham, Cardiff twice, Bournemouth twice, London 02 twice. Oh, yeah, one's a matinee. Um, and twice at the Brighton Centre as well. Uh, all the details can be found. Is there actually a proper website? Because these are all just links to tickets. Live Nation is the best bet, right? Uh, probably so, yeah. Yeah, li uh, LiveNation.co.uk is where the yeah. tickets are available. And mm. uh, Jay Donovan's in it. Jason Donovan. Jason. Jason. Jay Don. Don't know. Show respect. It's Jason. I call him Jay Sir Don. Jason Donovan. I, I love him. Jay him. Don. <laughs> um, Adam Garcia. Is that the cat that I saw in Exorcist? Adam Garcia. Yeah, he was in yeah. Priority Ugly. Is, is he Australian, I believe? I he is Australian. Yes. In fact, he's going back there tomorrow to, to do a TV series. He, he did, uh, I don't know if... 
you you ever saw it, but he opened with Kylie Minogue the uh, uh, the Olympic Games from oh, Australia. He but yeah, yeah, he's a great singer, dancer. Mm. He's, he's an all rounder. So that's who I saw in The Exorcist. Mm. That bloke. I mean, he was he was great in that he's show. A very beautiful the, the man. The show was very, awful, but very, he was great in it. Very lovely man. Um, I'm I'm really excited for you, Jeff, and long may this continue. And you know, I'm 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 going to try again. I really am going to try again to listen to it. I'm going to try and get a bit of a bit robust and ready. <laughs> and I don't think I'm scared of Martians anymore. That's good to hear, Ian. I hope you make it all the way through, and uh, next time we speak, let me know if you did. Yeah. I mean, I have just realised at the same time that you probably did quite how rude it is for me to be saying to you, I mean, it's a great album, but I've not listened to it. <laughs> so I have tried to, and I'm very familiar, I am familiar with the work, I am familiar with the work. I've probably heard it all at different times, it just scared me so much as a child, it really did scar me for life. Well, uh... You don't have to apologise, Jeff, honestly. No, no, no apologies, but uh, I do hope you make it through at least once so uh, that you know how it, the story ends. I oh, know it ends. It's all birds, isn't it? How Spoiler alert. The show? How will you watch the show if you're um, too scared? I don't know how I'm going to manage it in that. I'm okay. probably just some sort of like special coat. <laughs> um, I'm going to play a track. We found a track on the system. I'm going to play a track from it now, so this will probably upset me as well. But in the meantime, Jeff Wayne, thanks ever so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, guys. Nice to speak Best with you. Best of you, Cheers. Still listening. Chances of anything coming from us are yet to one, but still they come. This does that music. Yeah. This this it's this bit. Wait. It's they're, that! They're coming, aren't they, the aliens? The Martians. You could tell, listening to Jeff, that he was very proud of himself for scaring me. Well, Why would you do that to a child? Maybe that, the equivalent to of me, for me, specifically, me, I think of that in my childhood, was that, um, oh God, Ghost... Busters. No, it's on BBC One with Parky and... Um, oh, Ghost Watch. Jesus, yeah. I, I would like to watch that again if it was available. Because it's the on first YouTube. Time, okay, um, I need to watch it with Pipe, Pipes, the coast. I'm sick of hearing about it. I've never seen it all the way through. I need to watch it again because I watched it when it was on and I was very young and I remember just being like, I'm I, not, well, well, I'll never I see didn't. It. Oh, okay. It, because it was uh, Mike Parkinson, Sarah Green and uh, Mike Smith. And Craig Charles. Was Charles in? Was yeah. He, was he really? He, I'm pretty sure he was the one that was in the house with the ghost and like, oh my God, and then it went faded. Really? Yeah. I wish I'd talked about it then. Yeah. Pretty sure it was Craig Charles. Um... I've heard a lot about it. Dodds goes on about it all the time. Well, you know, it's probably one of those things that if I watch it again, I'll go, okay, so actually, I'm a lot I'm older. Sh- I'm sure I heard someone say recently that it stood up. Oh, really? That even though you can see the join, it is still I thought Sarah a- a Green got killed. In the show, it heavily implies. And I obviously... Why, did, why did Mike Smith take her over in his helicopter? <laughs> 
It's very niche, that, because I know what you <laughs> mean, but a lot of joke? people won't understand oh, that Oh, no, Mike Smith's away there now, isn't he? No? He, did, he did die. You know, did he? he? Yeah, he did die. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Oh, God. Can, we chat, can you chat Mike Smith? He, he was Sarah Green's husband. Oh, if you want to... Um, I think it was recently. I think he oh, died recently. God. So, oh, God. Oh, well, I had a tweet last week from Connor. <clears throat> Wallace. He died. No, but he, I swear to God, this it's actually like a way that I find out when people are away now. Oh, I get, yeah, he, he tweeted me and said... Um, Did you mention Dale Winton? Genuinely think you mentioned Dale Winton on one of the last two shows. I, was I like, don't know. I think I once did a rather... I don't know how he would have mentioned him. He died in him. 2014, Mike Oh, Smith. God, it's a while ago, I don't know. Um, I'm sure I once tweeted something like saying, hang on, where's Dale Winton? Looks out of the blue. Because I just thought, oh, it's not been around for ages, Dale Winton. Turns out he not? lived around the corner from me. Did he? Not literally around the corner, but a short bus ride away, yeah. And, and a plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, he lived quite this near This story me. gets less impressive by no, the no, second, no, he doesn't lived, it? Where he lived was I mean, in the papers, it said Whetstone. He, he lived in my house. No, no he lived on... Well, I say in my house, he lived on the same road. He lived road. a 15 well, not minute, the same road. No, no, he lived on one bus. bus, then one he lives bus. there. <laughs> nice, nice where he lived. I used to go through there on the way to see my friend in Barnet. I would imagine nice. it would be. Was yeah, he yeah. Barnet, was he? But near Barnet, Whetstone. Yeah, I used to work for Barnet and Whetstone Press. Oh, never heard of it, but that's good. Local newspaper. Yeah, no, it's nice. Press gang. Yeah, so Dale Winton, so you'd kill Dale Winton now. Well, I just, it's just alarming when I look. And the only reason why I then had to go, well, oh, I assume he's died then. Because I came mm. out, I was at a theatre, I came out, saw that tweet. And was Vern like, Troyer died recently as well. Did you I, kill him? I don't think I mentioned Vern Troyer, but I was a bit sad. Well, was I, yeah, I suppose I was, yeah. What were you sad about? Why was it sad? Actually, I mean, I wasn't sad. I'm not saying it's not sad. No, I mean, it is sad. I was like, I actually just read it and went, oh, that's sad. And then... <laughs> Had a, carried on your wank. had a strawberry or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll have a strawberry, yeah. Wank or a strawberry, it's one of the two. No, no. Um, speaking of your um, revolting libido, so what's the situation with this chap then? You thought I well, forgot. You thought you could distract me by making me talk to Jeff Wayne. Yeah. That sound, again, that sounds so <laughs> insulting. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to Jeff Wayne. Yeah. But um, you didn't distract me. I, I want okay. to hear about this this chap. Chap? Yeah, it's nice. This chap on I've the not horizon. been out with him, like, yet. Not been out with him. Have you met him yet? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, have you actually corresponded? In person, yeah, yeah, I met him last Or is he just an idea at the moment? No, he's real. He's, he's messaging okay. and, me. And what does he do? Yep. I can't remember. <laughs> okay, is he professional, though? A professional person? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, how did you meet him? Uh, in a bar. In a bar? Well, in like a... It's going to sound really you. pretentious in a... a, a, a Oh, so I sound that, like what? a dick no, for saying it. this. It was a members bar. Is so it Soho House? No, it, no, it wasn't. Is it the Phoenix? Is it, that members? No, the Phoenix exists, but it was one that was, it's quite a small one. That you, It's just kind of a funny one. What's it called? It's called, can I say? I don't know. My well, friend, well, no, my friend was like, don't tell people because she doesn't want people going there. What? It's called Trisha's. <laughs> Trisha's? Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious because you meet Trisha a lot Goddard? of characters. No, the owner used to be a woman called Trisha. And it's this tiny little bar, and you would always walk past it and think, like, it's not there. But when you go down there, it's like stepping back into the 80s. I love it. And so. Sounds awful. No, it's amazing. Where is it? Somewhere in Soho. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the road. Um, always pissed when she turns up. Go on. So, um, so, yeah, so I did meet him in there, and we were talking for a long time. And then I'm not going to lie, when I left, it was two in the morning. So, you know, I was a little right. bit tired the next day. But then. Was it a school night as well? Well, that doesn't. I hate that. I hate that saying so much because there's no such thing as a bloody school night. Well, of course, is there? there is. No, there isn't. It's Monday to Friday. Well, Monday to Thursday. Well, not for us though. We're not. We're, well, yeah, there is because you got to be in work in the morning. It's not so it's school the same, though. Yeah, but same rules apply. No, not at all. Well, they do. You got to be up early in the morning so you don't have a late night. Oh come on, you do. You can have a late night. No, you absolutely can. Same as you can at school. But yeah, true, That's true. why they say school night to infer that it was a night where you couldn't just lie in the next morning. Oh no, exactly. I suppose right. that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm asking. He's just a bit. God, that took a while, didn't it? I feel like he is his he's only gonna get shattered because he seems to like me quite a lot. Mm. Like can I just 
can I read you? Well, I freaked yeah, out. Yeah, I yeah. freaked Super, out. Uh, I'm also suspicious. Well, I'm not going to say his name. Sure, he's not ISIS or something. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> was that funny? Was it, Toby? I can hear you through the door. It does a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it sort of feels like. Could be like Russia getting involved in something like going. Oh, she no, works. Would, at, she works at a radio station. Let's send one of I our best operatives. I don't know if I told him that, you know. To go over and chat her up in a shitty bar. I think I said I was a hairstylist. And then before you know, it, <laughs> before you know it, I've got to sort of read out things about, you know, about Russia being ace. You know what? Actually, I, I, I wouldn't even know it happened. I've been planning to go I'd to Russia. I ended up being, like, doing talking ads on Russian TV and doing like writing articles for the magazines and things like that. Well, like you know, literally like selling the country out. <laughs> That's what I'd have to do. Right, let's get the next guest in. <laughs> no, come on, let's hear about it. Let's hear well, let's hear I'm what. planning to go to Russia, though. Okay, no, I'm, I'm what, going. Why? Why? Well, because he's my told friend you that he wants, wants to take to Russia. No, my, another friend, actually someone else that you, you may or may not remember that used to work here, but he's gay. So he was like, I want to go to Russia. That I may or may not remember. Do you don't remember everyone. Who, you don't yeah, remember everyone. The inference that, that was that I wouldn't remember the gays. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, Which you, friend's this? Jack. Jack. Oh, yeah, wasn't Jack. he was like kind of really kind of small and effeminate? I, well, I wouldn't know, say he was small. He's a normal height, but I'd say no, no, he's I mean, quite he, camp. He was yeah. very slim. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so I didn't mean that insulting him. He I mean, wants like, to go to Russia, but obviously I, he doesn't want to go with his boyfriend. But he why? was like, we have to pretend to be... Cause I do, uh, oh, they're not allowed, are they? Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, which is stu- stupid. Yeah. I may not say that before I go, though. I don't want to get trapped there. But um, so it was the idea was that we would just go together and pretend that I guess I'll be a beard for a week. Okay, but now you've got the opportunity with you and this bloke. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to take you to Russia instead. I was that right about Russia? No, no, no. God, I don't think Russia came up. It's a little bit much. Hey, well, so you're nice. We go for a drink. Where? Where? Moscow. Brilliant. So take me through it then. Take me through what happened. So you're so in So I Trish's. met him. My friend um, was having a bit of a hard time. So she was a bit like, you know, a bit down in the dumps. She was like, can we just go for one more drink before we get the tube home? I was like, cool, yeah, okay. I should have known when I went there that there's never one drink, is it? But... Right. Um, so she she disappeared outside. Sorry, are you doing? What, am I boring you? Are we FaceTiming so, someone, someone. Someone just asked me how is it going. I'm just sending oh. a picture of you. Oh oh. Um, go on. So she she had disappeared outside. I, I for a fag or whatever, and then um yeah. she wasn't back for ages. So I was like, oh, I'll just go and see what happened. And then this guy started talking to me, and actually we had we like. So it could have been another Russian operative. Had it's got not there. Russian. He's not Russian. <laughs> when you came back, or when she actually... Have you seen her since? Yeah, of course. Girl? She was outside having a great time with a bunch of people out there. Was she banging her about how they wouldn't do chemical attacks and all that sort of stuff? Was that... Who? What is this Russia thing? Just, Are, you Russian? Are you Russian? Are you Russian? No, not that I'm aware of. She wasn't going on about Russia. She's not Russian. There was no... There might have been some... Nah, I'm just asking. No one was Russian. What is this Russia thing? Right, so... I got talking to him. How did you get talking? That's the bit I want to hear. I don't remember. I mean, you don't remember. Don't be so stupid. Of course you remember. Um, I think he just went, hello. <laughs> Normal way, not I don't know. It was very, actually, he was very busy at the bar, and like, he sat down next to me, and uh, I was away from the bar to get past. And right. He just started talking. Was he, like, holding up a newspaper? I don't understand what that means. So, like, you have a big newspaper and, like, a trilby on and stuff. Because he's a spy. And then you sat down and he went, hello. <laughs> the frost is particularly cold in Kent. In July, what the hell? So, isn't Tinker That's the Taylor. sort of thing they do. They would say like a code. Yeah. Well. And then when you, and then when you went, yeah, I'm up for it. Would then mean he'd be like, oh yeah, we've got someone to infiltrate. And so he's on. not Russian. All right, fine. He's not Russian at all. You wouldn't know. You know, watch Twenty Four. They can no, disguise their voices. So it's, right, okay. He will sound like. Where's he from? I think. Uh, well, I think he's not biting nails. When you're sorry, talking. he was born here, but I think he's got like Nigerian descent or something. Okay, so Nigerian descent, but and not with, with a British accent. Mm. Mix those two things together. What'd you get? Russia. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would sound like. It would sound Russian. 
Nigerian right. with, with a Nigerian with a London London? Yeah, it's, yeah, with London. a London accent, mix Nigerian accent with a London accent and you end up getting something that sounds like Russian. Right. It didn't sound Russian, he sounded no. very uh Londonish esque. Right. So this gentleman Yeah approached you. Yeah. Okay. Got chatting. Got chatting yeah. so to my his friend op- has disappeared. What so. was his opening gambit? What's okay. the weather like up there? No, he's taller than me. Is he? Good height. That's another Terrifying. thing. I was like, lovely. Is it? Is this? So it's Colossus that you're dating? No, he's like six foot two, so perfectly normal for a gentleman. Perfect normal height. Mm, one way look at it. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So we got talking. Mm. Swapped phone numbers. Right. Text me. Well, then he text. <laughs> Oh, you were going to read it to me, weren't you? Yeah. That's a- but it was very soon the day, like, it was literally at eight o'clock the next morning. Oh, was it? So that was, is that too soon? He's probably still on Moscow time. <laughs> God. Um, I was a bit like, oh, no. But not good. Oh, no? Well, no, because I was like, oh, God, what, what did I, because I was, okay, full disclosure. I was Full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> that's full that's disclosure? Russian. That's a Russian word. Yeah, for- full disclosure. <laughs> I had had a few drinks, so you know it's a little bit hazy on what the conversation went down. But it obviously, smashed it. Well, not obviously smashed it. You might have promised him the world. No, he, he might have told him you were a billionaire. <laughs> of course, yeah. he's going to take the next morning. No, I didn't say that. No. I own my own radio station. <laughs> Probably shouting about in well, treasures. So he messaged me, "Good morning, yeah. Natalie. Good, oh. good that I gave my own name. So yeah, I don't yeah, always yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, good morning, Natalie. Was great to meet you last night. Yeah." Didn't imagine I would connect in such a way with anybody. <laughs> what a wanker. Be nice to see you again very soon and hang out. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what, a bit what, full on, isn't it? How? What's it, what kind it's of a bit connection? Wet. It is a bit wet. I agree with that. I, I left it till later. I was like, good afternoon. It was great to meet you. Oh, right. Very pointed. And be good re- afternoon. <laughs> It'd be really nice to hang out again soon. Yeah. And then I said I was a bit busy this week because I'm working late. So wasn't thinking it and then he said i'll wait with bated breath to hear from you and oh, i haven't God. replied since then so i don't know i might have blown up he's hot though what what, what does that mean he's very attractive well, uh, anyone's very attractive depends what you're into doesn't it like tall probably yeah just just handsome handsome right i mean this feels very pointed at me and i'm not like oh, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> more than secure but now in i'm my, worried well, i'm, I'm gonna check the, the russia credential i'm a bit worried now that he might be a russian spy I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, it's true. You can't anymore. Anybody could be. You I can't could be anymore. You're spy. right. You could, well, you couldn't. Well, let's just see. <laughs> Unless they were employing see where some he's sort taking of me out. Mr. Bean persona. <laughs> I don't well, think, we'll soon see. I don't think you're a Russian spy. I'm confident. I'm. That. I don't think I am either. But who um, knows? But that said, from what I've heard, they're he, employing some fucking. Idiots, he might be though. If he takes me out to dinner at an Italian chain, I'm, I'll be definitely be suspicious. Why? Well, you know, some stuff goes down around there. What's that got to do with Russia? You know what happened. No, you're on the phone! Come to think about it, his name was... It was you. Damn. Twist ending. Twist ending. It was. It was same bloke. Well, that's in, why you should reply to fan letters. That's why you should reply to people texting you if they're giving a romantic interest in you. <laughs> now, but you're not doing it, are oh, you? No, not. Have you not. replied to your new boyfriend yet? I haven't. No. Are you going to reply to him? No. The last text from Friday. I'm a bit worried that he's, he might be dead now because well, he's, he's got bated breath. No, I don't know if we said that. He said I'm waiting with bated breath, and that was Friday. If he waits with bated breath, he's dead now. Yeah, I know. So your potential good. new boyfriend has died because you've not texted him back. Well done, Nat. Well done. Um, you, how proud of you? How proud of yourself are you? Not very, because he seems really nice. Well, 
seemed. Well, I can't do anything when dead. We're joined now by Glenn Pritchard. Hello, Glenn. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, man. How are you? Good, yeah, very good. We're chatting about uh, One Green Bottle at the Soho Theatre. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? It's been a while, hasn't it, since we've had anyone from the Soho Theatre? Because for a while, well, you were just booking only people from the Soho Theatre. We had one theater. last week, Tom Lucy, didn't we? <laughs> Did we? Tom Lucy oh, was yeah, at the Soho Theatre. Oh, yeah, that was today. Yeah, that was earlier on today. Earlier on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've worked out. I think I know Will Sharp, who did the translation of this play. Okay, uh, and I'm terrified that I've got the wrong bloke. I no, we think it's the same. Well, you know who you think he is. Yeah, he did Flowers. Yeah, the, Channel Four. Olivia Coleman yeah. was really good. And yeah, we talked. Uh, I haven't seen it. Really good, but oh, we were just talking about the film that he did. He wrote Lang- the film. He wrote that. Yeah, he's a writer actor, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he actually directed Flowers as well. So okay. Yeah, I'm pretty certain that when we used to do Peacock and Gamble Emergency Broadcast, we would have. Before some of the shows, uh, another double act right. would come on, like pretend double acts or a real double act or whatever, would come onto the stage and start a show that would then go wrong and then we would take over the show. And I'm pretty sure that Will Sharp mm-hmm. and a lady called Helen, whose name... That's, 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 that's him, it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's him, yeah, okay, that's him. it's the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, um, nailed it. No, he is. So, good, good so I know him, I don't know him. I've known him. I've been in a show with him. One time, right? Good for me. So that's that out of the way. Because um, why, why are we saying that? Because he was did the English translation. Yeah, I said that. Of, I said he translated. Okay. Yeah. Right. He yeah, did, well, he didn't translate. Well, no, well, no. What he did was he worked oh. on. It was originally written in Japanese, performed in Japanese. Okay. Eleven, twelve years ago, right. and then when the the director Hideki Noda wanted to do it with British actors and got us involved. We had a, a direct translation, which was, as you can imagine, not good because okay. Japanese to English is not, you know, the easiest thing. Yeah. And so Will Sharp was brought on board to adapt it from this rather clunky translation, then obviously put all his own great ideas into it. Yeah. And, and so he developed it like that, yeah. He's like posh Cambridge lad, isn't he? Yeah. Proper posh university bloke. Yeah, he's. <laughs> is he posh? Is that's he posh? He didn't, no, he didn't strike me as posh. I mean, I know you mean. Maybe it's slum, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's like toning it down. So no, because I've got a posh radar thing where I just go, "Oh no, he's posh." And I, I didn't do that. We will. I think he's fooled you. <laughs> do you think? Yeah, oh, no. I'm pretty sure he's Cambridge. The enemy within. I'm pretty oh. sure he's Cambridge. I think he's proper posh. But Good you know, man. clearly a talented lad. That is him. That's definitely. That's him. him. He is very talented. Yeah. yeah. He's born in Camden. Well, it's a good story now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, we did. He <laughs> did. He did go at Cambridge. Read classics at yeah. the University of Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. That's all you need to know, doesn't it? Yeah. That's all you need to know. Um. So you started at the end of April on the twenty seventh. Yeah, first in, preview twenty seventh. In Soho, and what's the? It's well known this play, isn't it? Isn't it quite a well known? No, no it's not. Is it not it's like a well famous known, cult no, thing? No, we've I mean we've already performed it. We rehearsed and performed it in English in Japan in Tokyo. Okay, and then now we're doing it at the Soho Theatre. So no, it's not really. It's not. It's uh, in fact, it's probably very little known. Really, because okay. it's a oh. fairly new piece in in the form that it's in now. Yeah, obviously, it's, you know the the type of one green bottle is obviously everybody knows. Mm. What that is, but what, um, what is it? as a piece, it's fairly new. Ni- <laughs> what it's is fairly it? I don't know new. what's that. <laughs> what what is this bottle business? I don't know what that is. What about the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how do you find? Well, you won't you won't perform there with this show yet. Um, the whole Soho Theatre thing, I find it a bit tedious. Do you? Do yeah, you? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, for the same reasons, I, I always feel whenever I'm at the Soho Theatre, I've not been there for many years now. Mm. I always feel kind of like uh, an interloper. I always feel kind of like I don't belong there. Do you know what I mean? And I'm kind of an arty bloke. You know, I've, I've got yeah. all that going on. But well, what is it? Do you think? I think I find it, it a bit it, cliquey as a place. Oh, possibly. Now the funny thing is, you, you're coming at it from stand from stand up, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. Whereas, yeah, yeah. And I think the sort of show has a sort of dual identity because it is a theatre, but yeah. also 
when which is why they only have short plays on our shows an hour and a quarter long so come I've done two shows there before yeah we're always short shows so you know come 9.30 the clientele completely changes in the bar all the stand-up crowd come in yeah, and yeah. all the stand-up comedians take over your dressing room and move uh. all your makeup and stuff and start doing their thing so it's a really weird there's a weird kind of flip that goes on there yeah I know it's not it's not a criticism of the Soho no, itself sure it you know, it's, no. not, it's not a criticism of yeah, the organisation my experience is obviously slightly different because yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You know, it's from a sort That's, of that is drama true. I ever heard like, when I went view. there a little while ago um, in the bar when I mean, it was earlier mm. yeah. um, some poets kicking off I don't know who the comedian was but they were like oh. <laughs> were they kicking off in rhyme <laughs> yeah you were. They, were they were kicking off in rhyme they were just like oh god I can't remember I don't even know the comedian I can't remember the name was but they were like they come in there treated like royalty kicked out the dressing room really having a moan about the comedian right. I don't know who it was but I was like oh okay Do you know what no. I would love if that was if we had a transcript of that conversation yeah. and we actually found out exactly what was said and it turned out it was all in haikus that would be fantastic. The entire thing was a hiker. Every time somebody knew spoke, it was nice. a, another hiker. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> so, so tell us about the show then. So, what, what's what's the deal with the show? The what show is well, you see, I've got to be careful here because I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to do like those, you know, film trailers they do now, which after yeah. four minutes you go, "Well, that saved me." 15 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, I'll tell you as much as I can. Okay. So, it might go on a bit, but at the end, right. she'll go. I'm glad I gave him that hour. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave it to it. I'll leave it to it, mate. It's basically a dysfunctional family which is made up of a mum, a dad, and a daughter. And for they all, with this one particular night, have reasons they need to go out, but they're not telling the real reason why they need to go out. Okay. Um, and there's another reason why that someone has to stay behind that night. Can't tell you that either. Oh, can't you? It's in the press release. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, that, no. Well, I would well, I'm not going to say anyway. Well, yeah, what I would go with. No, no, then, that's what I'm not going to say I would it. Go, I would lean towards the artiste. No, I'm going to say that, the, but I'm wondering if this probably might also be on the website if it's on the press Who release. Who knows? So, I'm just, yeah. look, I'm just, I'm I'm just doing my duty. No, that's right. fine. No, you Let's do. not you spoil do it how that then. Yeah. And then something uh -huh. transpires where none of them can leave the house, and then it all goes very pear-shaped. Okay. That's not in the press release. It isn't there. No. Okay. So that's so that's these, it. These are a spoiler now. Well, I know one of the spoilers now. <laughs> and what do you play in it? I play a teenage daughter. Okay. He okay. said, being a 57-year-old middle-aged Well, no, there's a, there's a gender reversal thing. There in is, right? yeah. Isn't yeah, the, yeah, the, the mother's thing. played by Hideki Noda, and the... Um, father is played by Catherine Hunter who was meant to be with us today but she's filming in Europe somewhere oh. she has two jobs I only have the ones so I, I turned know. up I didn't know she was meant to be here today she, oh. she was yeah put my nose originally out, put my nose out of drink <coughs> <a little bit. laughs> I mean I'm quite happy that you're here Glenn but yeah. you know, just just feel a bit like <laughs> well, you know, I feel slightly shunned well thank you yeah. to Glenn for turning up yeah, cheers nice, Glenn. Yeah. you're welcome Better than so yeah you're right, you're right. Catherine. there is a lot, there Catherine. Is a lot of uh, uh, but you know it's kind of the, the, the show is presented in such a way that sort of has a sort of that particular theatrical landscape you're going to accept it you're going to go with it and you're going to enjoy it I think yeah you know are you related to Arthur Pritchard you know probably I'm going to say yeah <laughs> do you know who is Arthur Pritchard Arthur Pritchard was, was a damn good chance no he wasn't well I don't think he was Welsh I don't remember him being Welsh he was a, a lecturer at my university was a, <laughs> I went, no really? no no it's a drama no, school no I know so it's not oh, okay, a, if he was a lecturer then I probably wasn't related mm. to no, him no but it was a it was a drama school so it would have been there could have been a potential link in that Bretton Hall I went to where's that sorry Bretton Hall it doesn't exist anymore it was part of Leeds University and it was kind of but it was it was a drama school but it was um, okay. League of Gentlemen went there and people like that oh wow okay so it yeah. was um, well you know I, I maybe you know you, the reason I ask is you look a bit like him oh. wow well, hello that was all it was Arthur Pritchard I don't remember liking him very much oh. um, and he was like he was old then so if he's even alive oh, now then he'd be like proper ancient now 
That's quite sad, though, that we may have found a relative of yours and they may be dead. They might be dead. I'll tell you what, I didn't know. You broke that to me very badly. It would make a change because normally Nat kills people. Oh, no, hold on, content. I had a, a, a slightly weird run of mentioning people on the show and then they no longer are alive. I don't kill they them. They expired that week. No, but in an omen kind of way you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I got a tweet last week. Someone said, <gasps> I genuinely think you've mentioned Dale Winton. Dale Winton, George Michael, Carrie he, Fisher. Yeah. Who are right. the other ones? Ronnie. Oh, no, you did, I got, you did I Ronnie. got Ronnie Corbett. Ronnie Corbett. Ron, that, that was, I think, the that most... pride. No, it was, it was actually quite alarming because yeah. that one was genuinely... Because uh, I was doing pre-records, as this is a pre-record, and I was saying, what if someone dies in between, and we don't acknowledge the death? And I said, like, what if like Ronnie Corbett dies? And I did a, like what? an obit for Ronnie Corbett, and he did die that yeah. week. Wow, so that was weird. So mine was really sinister, wasn't it? I didn't kill him. No, but that is how I found out. Sadly, I really liked Dale Winton that he died because someone tweeted. You really me, liked that Dale Winton died? No, I really that liked Dale Winton. No, that's what you just said. I didn't. Okay, I you don't did. mean that. You did just no, that. I did. I mean, I really liked I Dale really Winton. I really liked Dale Winton that he died. <laughs> no. that's, that is worth no. what you just said. That is ju- that is how I found out, and also there was no context of the tweet. Just well, Glenn, did she say that? I did. I yeah, well, I did. Yeah. She did yeah. say I'm, that. I'm not. I'm very unhappy that he died. I liked him. Well, a lot. you should have said that, not that you were okay. happy that he did die. Well, this is, is how I said. find out these things. Someone says that, and I was like, oh right, is he dead? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. That's how it's a nice way to find out via Twitter. It's like what? Yeah. Who do you want to die this week? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <Why? laughs> <clears throat> kill someone who, who you wouldn't be sad about dying yeah but then I'd feel bad even if they, you know there's people I don't like that much who? you know the, the usual the usual people you say me I thought you say you <laughs> you no 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 no, no. I mean you know like I'm not a fan of sort of the president of the USA currently right, current the, president death, but I don't want him dead I don't, don't want, want him to be dead, dead. We'll look, well, checking I, the papers tomorrow how could you possibly not want him dead I mean it would be I can't I don't want to I haven't never wished anybody to be dead really yeah, I don't think I have much, but I get exactly. close. I do get close mm-hmm. sometimes. No, just being, just not be able to speak for a while, something like that. Have you acted all your life? Y- well, from from twenty two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I all your adult life. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, people do act no, as kids as well. I went to youth theatre back up in North Wales when I was sort of fifteen, sixteen, and then went to drum school when I was twenty two. Well, that's in North Wales because you've got you've got that North Wales Scouts thing going on. A small. Town, yeah, mm-hmm. village even called Sandilas, okay, which is on the North Wales coast near Colwyn Bay, near Rilde. Okay, well. I know where yeah. that is, I know that's all where yeah. I am. Because I'm from St. Helens, oh, right, so well, we yeah. would often go across to like Candon right. and Clandon, Clandon, yeah, and places like you know, all those sort of places. Um, that's that's my be- best part of Wales, North it's a Wales, part of the coast. yeah, yeah, get past Rill. Sorry, anyone from Rill, <laughs> just get that behind you. I got barred from Rill Sun Centre. You got barred from Real Sense. Yeah, I got a life ban. Why? How? For taking soap suds in. You what? Um, Because when we were at school, we took soap suds in. You could take heroin in. Yeah, heroin's fine. (laughs) No, because he had a wave pool, so we had soap Uh, suds, and it made it all like everything found everywhere. I uh, got a life ban. That was as a kid. That's well worth getting back. I I went back though. I went back as an adult because they had a gig there. I think it's shut now, Real Sense. It has, yeah. Um, But uh, as an adult, they had a gig there, and I went as a comic and actually said on stage, I was like, I'm not even allowed in here. I'm I'm banned. I'm banned from this. Where's your worst part of Wales? My you, worst you, part. Yeah, of you Wales. just said that's the best part of Wales. What's I don't oh, just yeah, by definition. Yeah, yeah I've got to have worst. the worst. Yeah. Um, Everyone around Wales, listeners in Wales with bated breath. Yeah. Put Talbot. 
Hopkins oh, what's wrong with Anthony that? Anthony Hopkins doesn't listen to this program, does he? Oh, it is in LA now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't move away. No, but it's oh, Michael Sheen as well. Michael from there. There's another famous person from Port Talbot. There's three famous actors. Can't remember the other one now. Richard Burton. Might be Burton, actually, I think yeah. He's from yeah, yeah. That's good, isn't it? I, I think I would base all my decisions based on gigs. Okay. Oh, so, that's, which, that's which, which wouldn't be fair. You know, that, so I would base all my decisions on it, on hating any part of the right. of the UK on, on oh, I, that was a shitty gig. That was, a, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which isn't yeah. representative or demonstrative of the actual place itself. Mm. Mm. But I, I, I've always preferred North Wales to South Wales as a place. But that might just be geographically because I went there a lot as a kid. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Where's Barry Island? That's south. Okay, good. So Unless you mean Barry Dobbs' island, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is in the middle. That's in the middle of the north. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I went there it's as, as secret, a child, though. so I don't remember it. But I technically have been to Wales. Oh yeah. <laughs> These are all good stories. Yeah. Um, did you, did you still live there? Are you based down south? No, now? I've been in London since yeah, nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, school. Yeah, I've still got family there. But do you like acting? Like, do you still? Do you still? Because I think I think it's a vocation, isn't it? So it's something that you just yeah. can't not do. I guess. No, it is. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that, that's absolutely, I do, I do love it. I, do, I mean, obviously it comes with all its usual frustrations and, and all the, you know, as it does, I suppose any career does, but, yeah. mm. you know, I do love it. I couldn't, in fact, someone said to me the other day, I can't believe I said the answer was, was the one I'm going to give you, but someone said, if I give you a million pounds, um, but you had to stop doing anything creative, so no acting, no writing, no anything like that, yeah, would yeah, you yeah. take it? And I said, I after some consideration yeah because i have kids i said no i wouldn't that's it. hard that question like even then because i think about this quite a lot and i think about why do we do the things we do creative people or sort of artistically creative people why do they do are, are, you, are we doing it to make a fortune one day or are we doing it for fame or are we doing it for, do you know what i mean there are so yeah, many yeah, yeah. things that come into that about why you do yeah, it yeah absolutely right. that's true so so if somebody said to you i could give you your end goal i, I will give you a mansion and i will give you un unlimited money which is you know what some people would be working towards yeah mm. and you have to stop that's mm. that is the real question so if, I, I guess if you would answer yes i would take that then you would then have to look at your, your, yourself as to why you, you know, where the... As to why you originally... It's yeah, probably exactly easier ways of making a million quid than acting, isn't it? it certainly is. I mean, yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, what if, though? Here we go. And you and you would get her. <laughs> no, so so now thinking. we're going to get about 30 scenarios. Yeah. No, right? no, no, just this one. What if... Let's just imagine you both decided to write films, yeah? yeah. You wrote a film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to win an Oscar, yeah. Best Picture, everything across the board. Wins all the Oscars for that year, but you can Who never. Are you asking this to both of you? Okay, mm. sorry. But you can never write anything ever again. You're done. But you have you're a multi Oscar award winning. You have to walk away from or, the industry and all of its. Or you so don't ever aspects. win an Oscar. It wins but you get, multi award, multi you've Oscars. Got, you've got best best director, best producer. You're best, the belle of the boy. Oscar ball that you're year. The, yeah. You swept the board of everything, right. but you'll never ever be able to do another film apart from that one. Or. You're allowed to make a plethora of films, but you will never win a single award for any of them. B. You go that one. Honestly, I would. Honestly, I would. Interesting. Yeah. Same. Why? Because uh, uh, the, the second you start writing things to get... This sounds dreadfully wanky, but I genuinely mean it. The second you start writing anything for validation and approval, mm. which, which uh, an award would be the epitome of... Mm -hmm. Um, you're on a hide into nothing because you're not actually truly expressing what you're doing. You're not actually truly expressing. Mm. You're not doing the the pure thing. You're going. It's like any number of acts who go. Because I don't do stand up anymore. But but like any number of acts 
will be going to the Edinburgh Fringe this year, writing a show tailor-made for what they think that award, right. you know, what they get it. And a couple of years ago it happened with, like, Dead Dad shows and all that sort of stuff. And it, and it just feels... It's kind of cynical, but I also understand it because you're trying to get ahead in your mm. career. I get it, but I think the second you start writing to, oh, reviewers like this at the moment, or, oh, the awards would like this at the moment, or tell you looking for this at mm. the moment, you're on a hide into nothing because that's not actually what you do. The the, the true... Artist's way, if you like, is to is to find what your voice is, and it doesn't matter if everyone thinks it's shit. That that mm. doesn't matter because that's the journey that you're. Tr- this mm. I, I honestly believe this. That's the journey that you're actually on. Is to find your voice and what you're about. Right. If people like it, fine. If they don't, also fine because that's not why you were doing it. Which comes back to the original question of a million quid means fuck all. It doesn't. Right. Mean, it means nothing because there are easier ways of making a million quid, and. You don't want to sell out what you're no. doing. It's mm. why I get so angry with people doing panel shows and stuff. It's why I get so angry with people doing well, shitty TV. Well, that's just not for money, comedy. is it? That's for exposure too, to the, bring them an audience to their maybe shows. Maybe it comes the same thing. I think the, be- the I think the, the, the sort of uh, the best line of people's dog. If you look at musicians, mm. I think if you look at all the most fantastic musicians mm-hmm. who've, who've influenced music and other musicians uh, and, and uh, yeah, and other musicians, they're they're all you 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 can't imagine they wrote the song going. Oh, I think this is a number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think David Bowie wrote all those songs because he thought they were going to go to number no. one. And I think that's true of a lot of those artists that we have, that we hold in, in high respect. And yeah. I think that, and if he didn't have had a number one, he'd still be doing it now. Mm. You know what I mean? He'd, yeah. They would. They'd still c- continue doing that yeah. thing. Whereas those people who were trying to hit fame and make money, right. after this so long, they would eventually give up and try something else. Yeah. So, so okay. contrary-wise with that, so, so basically, if you look at someone like Aqua, writing Barbie Girl that's a cynical thing to write because it's going to be a novelty record yeah, as a one-off yeah. so you hit it's a smash and grab you're never going to have a prolonged career after that no. because you've written to something that is that is uh, by design trend mm. and, and, yeah. and trends pass so yeah, the, right, yeah. it's, it's silly to write to trend because trends go so, yeah, so you yeah, will yeah. go with it at that point it's a really interesting deep. thing, I think. It is, yeah. It's it not is. even that deep. It's actually no, quite straightforward. Yeah. And, and, and that was my thing I said a few weeks ago in here when we were discussing uh, co- comedians on certain shows and stuff. And you said, I think you said that argument then, Bat, where you said about... But, it's, but it's, that's it's, true, because they say that themselves. Yeah, no, it's to get more people through the door for their mm. tour and it's to further their career. Absolutely. And my, my counter to that is always, why the fuck would you want a room full of people that watch yeah. Mot of the Week? <laughs> like, like, like genuinely yeah. why would you want why would you want to do your real comedy right. to those fucking idiots I feel like it's not so much in London it's other parts of the UK that may not have been exposed to them as but you know I know what you mean if you know yeah, somewhere but, but, in, but, yeah, but they're yeah. still turning up for something that like I said the other week yeah, yeah. Vegas said many many times that he had people coming to his gigs who he thought were turning up for a puppet show yeah. because he was doing the monkey adverts and then on the other hand wow. if you're not selling enough tickets well, what's he not what's he not I, I, mean, I don't know well enough to I don't know what's enough it, okay well, you, when you've done stand up yeah. and you've had a venue yeah. is there an amount where if you haven't sold a certain amount they would pull the gig or does it go ahead no matter if you've sold two tickets you, you could go ahead and do that, right? So you, have so, to so just, you could, but you okay. might you might make the decisions. Go, do you know what? If it's less than twenty people, let's not do this because it'd be uncomfortable for everyone involved. Right. So you might make that decision, mm. but you could if what if there's one ticket sold, you, you, could, you just, could do a gig. Why don't you do it even if it's two people? Because they they want to come and see you. They've paid some money, but they also might be much happier just coming out and drink with you in the bar. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Than you yeah. standing up doing a show. Yeah, for a full hour <laughs> and making everyone just feel a bit weird about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, which you know that option is still there. Mm. I went to see a friend in a show once, and it was me and his other friend in the audience. Wow! Well, you definitely had to laugh. But then. they did it anyway. But what was 
even funnier that when I sat down, he was in the audience as well because he was meant to make a surprise entrance. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going, why are you sitting there? <laughs> yeah, and he's going, shh, shh, I'm, I'm in character. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> wow, that is proper awkward. Yeah. Yeah. What was the show? What was it about? Oh, you don't want to... Now. Is it, right. it was the German Street Theatre. I can't remember. I remember enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, but it is awkward because you think, oh, yeah. I've, got to prof- I've got to provide all the laughs and gasps now. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's and easier with it if, it, if it's a serious p- theatre piece, it'd be easier yeah. then, wouldn't it? Yeah. You can sort of detach yeah. a bit then. But mm. yeah, for someone who's a. Yeah, for comedy, yeah. that's a, an awful situation yeah. to yeah. be in. Because your jokes then genuinely die when one person doesn't <laughs> laugh. You can normally get away with it if you've got a majority laughing or if you've got even half yeah. laughing, you can get away with yeah. it. But, but not if there's one or two people in the audience and neither laughing like, well, that one, that, them. that's a write-off. <laughs> that yeah. one. Um, well, uh, the show is 27th of April to yeah, 19th we've got of May. previews on the 27th and 28th and then with the press night is on Monday. The th- Today? Th- what? No. No, Why would you trouble. do that to I a mean, guest? I would be in big trouble oh, if it was I mean, now. when this show goes out next week, it will be the first. So she's right. So she, it is she's today. actually so right. Technically, it is bon today. Point. She's right. But not right, as otherwise you wouldn't be sat here now. That, 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 that is, the, is the cruelest thing to say to someone. To look at their pressures and going, um, today is today you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking cruel yeah, was that? You get cheap straight down there in ten minutes. It's fine, right. isn't it? I think it'd have to be an Uber. Just, just, just doing your own clothes <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah, so 27th of April, which, well, yeah, so on the day this goes out, it's already, it will that's be already happened, right. isn't it? So tonight? Yes, yeah, yeah, she is tonight, right. Yes, yeah, she is right. And but also, uh, and then it runs for four weeks. Mm-hmm. And you have Thursdays and Saturday matinees. That's correct, At yeah. Three. We do, yeah. I'm glad you sold me that. Um, you do. It's 80 minutes long. <laughs> so do you want any more info? What, what other info do you want? 80 minutes? Yeah, 80, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 80, 80 minutes. It's actually shorter than that now. Oh. Well, you're going to have to drag it out because okay. it says yeah. on your, it says <laughs> on your <laughs> press release, which is official, <laughs> that it's 80 minutes. Yep. <laughs> Just have long credits at the end. <laughs> Just read them out in English uh, and Japanese at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That'll spread it out. And it's at the Sarah Theatre. Um, really yeah. nice meeting you, man. Mm. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed that very much. Thank you very much, much, yeah, very much too, coming yeah. in. And best of luck with it. And I, I don't know that Will will remember me if you see him, but I used to be called Ray Peacock. That was my stage name. Um, and he'll, um, he'll, he'll remember Peacock and Gamble because he knows he was friends with Ed, who was my double act partner at the time. Okay. So um, so send him my best, but he, he'll probably, I will, get, I'll be he'll probably just week, shrug. I will do that. Um, pleasure speaking to you, man. Yeah. Why did he do it? He's grouting. I suppose he is grouting. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Bobby Crush. Hurrah! Hello, sir. Yeah. In the flesh. Yeah, gen- do you know what? And genuinely, nice surprise for me, this, because I didn't... This is the first time for a long time that Nat, Nat just hasn't sent me the guest this week. I'm not doing it anymore. Because she made a joke about it, because I don't read the emails. There's no point, Bobby, is there? Well, I would say not, absolutely. Yeah. Well, but, here we are. But I acknowledge that I will go, oh, it's that person, oh, I don't know who that is, blah, 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 blah. So I'll do mm. that, I just won't read the press releases. Right, okay. That's all it is. But... When I came in today and Nat said, oh, Bobby Crush, I went, Bobby Crush? And she went, yeah, no, coming in the studio. And I was genuinely chuffed to bits. Thank you very much. Did you, you didn't say, oh, my God, is he still alive? No, well, I know. Well, <laughs> I kind of know your career a little bit, really. Thank you. So, you know, Thank I sort you. of know stuff. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of the fact that um, 
Really, nobody under the age of 45 knows who I am. I'm, I'm under 45. I know who you are, Bobby. My, well, you do now because of Las Vegas. But uh, She doesn't know. She doesn't know what that is. No, I don't know what I that is. I mentioned it earlier and she doesn't know what it is. Oh, well, I'm currently on a TV series called Last Laugh in Vegas. Oh, okay. Which has been on ITV for the last three weeks. And it's on again tomorrow night at nine o'clock. No, last week it's on because this is a pre-record. So, so this is on last next Tuesday and this and tomorrow night as well. But it'll be on catch up, <laughs> won't it? I was told this was live. No, Were you? Oh, this is panic. pre-recorded. Don't no, panic. no, 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 it's not live. Okay. <laughs> so yes, um, I'm, I'm on the show called uh, Last Laugh in Vegas, uh, which was on last Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, it all tied up with uh, two episodes back to back. We had a regular episode uh, for an hour. And then the uh, concert that we all worked towards was on ITV3 for 90 minutes thereafter. Oh, wow. So um, it was like Bobby Crush Night. I'm sure that will be on the catch-up service, well, ITV it is on, it's on the ITV hub, even right, as yeah, we yeah. speak. Here's okay. the difficulty with this, Bobby, is that I told Nat in our last show, so she doesn't know about it, she just hasn't remembered, because I told you that I bumped into Sue, did Sue Pollard. Sue Pollard, yes. Who I was yes. with yesterday. Yeah. Oh, were you really? I can't get away from the woman. Oh, but why, <laughs> why would you wish to? Like, well, she's, uh, well, she's divine. I love her. I've known her for over 40 years. Have you? Uh, I don't know your new I story. have. I, okay. knew her, I knew her back in the day, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've known her since the 70s. Um, I'm very old. That's why we're, we're all. Um, <laughs> do you know what? My mum, weirdly, the other day, me and my mum were talking, um, and we were talking about Last Love in Vegas, and she went, Oh, your grandma was absolutely loved Bobby Cross. She absolutely loved him. And she really went on about it quite a lot. Well, your grandma was obviously a woman of taste no, and refinement. Absolutely. I, I agree. But I, I tell my mum today, I texted her just now, like about an hour ago, and said, oh, I've got Bobby Crush on the show. And she went, don't tell him I said your grandma loved him. No, I, I, I love it because I, I, it was it was uh, Nana's that made my career. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Well, it was They're the ones that bought all the albums back in the, uh, back in yeah. the 70s and 80s. Well, it was an interesting sort of... Because it wouldn't, your career wouldn't happen now, I don't think. That's nice. Well, no, it was lovely talking to you. No, no, no. Do you know? No, I don't think it would. I'm it? joking. No, you're absolutely right. It was of its time. Yeah. Um, because uh, you know, in the 1950s there was Winifred Atwell. In the 1960s there was Russ Conway. In the 70s it was me. In the 80s it was Richard Claydemann. Yeah. But since Richard Claydemann, there's not really been another well-known. Uh, piano star. No, there's, uh, there's the, really not. The, 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 there's been an attempt recently to sort of make one out of um, Tokyo Myers, who won okay. mm. uh, Britain's Got, Got Talent. Talent yeah. But he's something else entirely. You know, he's sort of taken it to a different level. Yeah. I mean, what I do is sort of like sing along honky tonk type piano. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I think if I was, I don't celebrate that by the way. I think that's a bad thing. No, you know. I think if I was launching a career now, I I would um, find it a bit of a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, the the other thing that I've realised over the years is that because of that aspect um, it's been good to learn other skills yeah uh, because at the moment now I'm um, rehearsing to go into a musical yeah so I'm now, the, I'm now the all singing all dancing all acting Bobby Crush nice, nice. Mm. so I think in order to have a, a long career yeah you know learn, learn different things and, and you'll just keep on, on working and you, you know? did the Liberace show even though there, are, there is a crossover there you did the Liberace show at the Fringe I did yeah as um, well well I, I did it initially um, at Leicester Square Theatre okay alright and then we took it to the Fringe yeah and then I took it to New Zealand for a 32 day okay. uh, New Zealand tour was he big in was he a big, big star in New Zealand was that oh a, huge a big, well yeah. Liberace was huge all over yeah, the world true, you know true, yeah. so I yeah. mean mainly in America of course but he was very well loved here yeah but Australia New Zealand worldwide I mean 
the the brand Liberace was just uh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Eh? It's um, I, w- I want to go back to that stuff in Vegas if that's okay because I've um, it's a it's a one of the. It's a, it's, I, I know quite a few people on it. Can you tell what? So, what's the so the premise of it? Right, is, the premise is, is that they take um, eight acts from the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties. People um, that have been huge stars. Okay, in, you know, so it's uh, Pollard, Sue Pollard on that. Sue Pollard. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the lineup is Cannon and Ball, Sue Pollard, Anita Harris, Bernie Clifton. Mick Miller, Kenny Lynch, Jess Conrad, and myself. Wow. So all of us, apart from uh, Anita Harris, have never played in America. So the idea of the show is that they take us out to make our debuts in Las Vegas for a one-night-only big special show. And it's to see how our acts will go down with um, an an American um, audience. And uh, it was thrilling. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. you know, at this stage in my life, you know, to be given something like <laughs> this, you know, I'm, 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 this is my 60, uh, this is my 64th year. In you know, I've just, I've, no, no. No, I thought no. you were a child star. No, no, I've just, I've just turned 64. <laughs> oh, maybe, okay. Thank you very much. How rude. Oh, this is what no. you should never talk about. This is what you should and never no, talk No, this is actually my 46th year in the business because uh, I came in when I was 18. Okay. So, you know, to, to be given an opportunity like this um, at this stage of my life is just uh, extraordinary. I hear you. I um, I spoke to Sue about this when I bumped into Sue. So I've known Sue for a few years. I don't know her very well at all. I've worked with her a couple of times. We did a radio show together. I've interviewed her a couple of times. I bumped into her loads of times, like just quite by chance, you know, that I bumped into Sue. Big fan of Sue before I ever met her. Even bigger fan after meeting her. Oh, she's I, great. I know Bobby Ball yeah. um, pretty well. Because mm-hmm. um, that was a good face. <laughs> um, no, but I know I know because I worked on not going out, and I was I was a big Cannibal Ball fan as a kid. I right. met Tommy once, but I met but I, I don't think Tommy liked me very much when mm. I met him. But I, I met don't him. I don't think either of them liked me very much either. Oh, so, really so, you, so you're right. in very good company. Oh. Well, I, well, I saw you say that on the program, so I've not seen the last two episodes. So I don't know what transpired well, after that. I, I I didn't get that from it, but I only saw the what was edited. I was going to say you, you you don't see or hear what goes on behind the. Uh, Behind the scenes, I would say I've, I've never with Bob like said any any nastiness to him at all. I've really, I've really Bobby, not. Yeah, Bobby Moore. Yeah. yeah. Well, he used to call me the Southern Softy and right, you okay. know uh, all that kind. Of, I th- and he used to call me the Poshy and all of that. I, 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 th- I think that he thought that I was. Um, because uh, well, uh, Tommy and Bobby always do this thing about you know oh, we'll be two northern lads yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're you know, welters who made good and we've never changed and all of that. And I think that they just thought that I was a bit. Away from the sort of people that they would normally um, Perhaps, be with, but, but I, well, I, I don't know. You will know better. And than the other one that drove me up the wall was was Jess Conrad. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know Jess at all. Um, I, but I, I know I know Mick as well. So I know Mick Miller as oh, well. Oh, well, Mick's, so, Mick's a darling. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I've, I've I'm big into my old comedy certainly, right. and I'm I'm big into my uh, like things that I liked as a kid, and I, I I'm big in nostalgia as well. I like that. So. Um, you know, that's why I would take an interest in a show like that. I, and I told Sue when I saw Sue the other week, I really didn't like it when I first started watching Last Laugh in Vegas because I felt it was... In fact, I wrote a really long article about it, but it's on my Patreon, so it's behind a paywall. Right, OK. And I wrote a really long article about, about Sue and, by extension, that programme. Um, because it kind of upset me a little bit when, when, when I watched the first ep. It, you know, it, I, I, I felt each and every one of you got a bit of an unfair kicking and I didn't like it. Well, there, there, there was um, 
I know the, there's contrivances for the show. Well, I, get, the, I, get, I get that. Well, let me, t- let me tell you. The, fir- the first episode, which you might recall, uh, we go to the mansion and there's a bit of a fight over who gets what bedroom. Yeah, Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Well, what the public don't realise is that at that point, we'd all of us been up 24 hours. Right. We'd been filmed arriving at the airport, checking in, all of that. Uh, they filmed us on the flight on the way over. Right. Um, uh, so it wasn't a relaxing flight because okay. the cameras mm. were out in force and all of that. We got to the other end. It took forever to get through immigration. Then we were made to wait for our transportation. And then once we were in the cars, despite the fact that the mansion was only four miles away from the airport, we were driven around for two hours right. because they weren't ready for us. Mm. Okay. So we then get to the mansion and we're all knackered. All of us. We've had no sleep. We're all a bit antsy. Mm. So we get there, and they start playing games with us. And they say, oh, well, there's nine of you, but there's only six bedrooms. Mm. Away you go. Mm. And I was in no mood, and in fact, none of them really were, were in a mood to, to be you know, jerked around. So um, I kicked off a bit. And, of course, as a result of that... Um, I get things online now, you know, people saying, oh, wasn't Bobby Crush an old grouch? What a whincher. He should just be happy that he's in Las Vegas. And, you know, what I wouldn't have given to, you know, be in that mansion, you know, no matter what room I'd been given or what have you. Mm. And they don't understand what went on prior to my having my little mini meltdown, you know. But you know what, though, Bobby? It doesn't matter because, because it's like I, I would... Th- honestly, what you just said is pretty much word for word what I wrote in this this post that I did on, on my Patreon. Ooh. And I... Um, if someone's saying to you, oh, if I'd have been in that mansion, whatever, it's like, yeah, well, you wouldn't have been in that mansion because you ain't got the fucking talent that these people have got. <laughs> so, so, and that, that was what my contention was with the show. I, I, I sort of concluded saying, would it not be good enough as a programme and still entertaining enough as a programme just the premise, just the idea of people that have worked in the UK just doing that show. Yeah, but you, do, you don't have to slag off Bernie's act, and you don't have to sell Mick to cut his hair and all those sort of things. And even, even if it's contrived, this it's is, still cruel. This is what TV is all about now. But you know, and more it's like, a pity. Yeah, well, yeah, because you know when I did Opportunity Knots, it was a much uh, more sort of innocent and gentle age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you never saw the audition process. You just saw the acts being presented, and yeah. if you liked them, you voted for them, and they'd come back the following week. And if you didn't like them, no harm done. Uh, for them, it was three or four minutes worth of TV exposure. But now they want the backstories. They want the tears. They were, uh, well, I mean, I had a, uh, I had a bit of a meltdown. I think you might have recalled that yeah, I, yeah. I, I blubbed on national television, and that was very unexpected and was certainly not rehearsed or, or expected. Um, so yeah, I, but I know how it goes. You know, this is this is what the public want now. They they, they want warts and all. I don't think it is. And, um, Really? I, I, I really don't think it is. I think the public has been trained to want that. Mm. I, 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 I honestly don't think it is. I, I think that human beings, at their soul, are decent people who, if they saw someone in distress, would be would wish to help that person, not mock them or or voyeuristically look at them. That's what I think at, at their yeah. core human beings are like. And I think over a period of time, with and I lay the blame firmly at Simon Cowell's door, by the way, and and and, and I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm aware that there are comparisons with Huey Green, but Huey was never um, nasty, on, not on telly. Not on telly, he wasn't. Yeah. No, but do you know what I mean? He was, he, he was very, I mean, he was over-sincere, wasn't he, yeah, Huey? Yeah. That was the whole very point. Very sort of avuncular. Of, uh, of course. Yeah. But it was never taking the piss out of people and all that. And, I, I th- and there's a place for taking the piss out of people. I don't disagree with that. I just think that the public don't necessarily want that. It is what they've been... 
um, Pavlovianly trained to do. So that's why if you're on Twitter, that you will get. I mean, I saw Jess's Twitter, and regardless of what we think of Jess, that's still not all right. You know, frustrate just people saying horrible things to him based on, on one hour of television. Right. Which, that is, is, what which is edited down. Yeah, but, down, but, but Jess is setting himself up for a fall he anyway. When he, when he goes on and starts referring to himself in the third person yeah, and course, saying, oh, I, I'm not sure that it's the sort of thing that Jess would do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when he said, I mean, very contentious, there was a line that he did the other day when he said, um, I don't mix with ordinaries. <laughs> yeah. He said, I only mix with my own kind. And, of course, Twitter exploded. Yeah. And, of course, that's the other thing is that, you know, when I was um, starting out in the 70s, we didn't have social media. And if anything derogatory was, was written or somebody wrote a, a letter to the TV station, it was intercepted by the secretaries. Yeah, you never yeah, got yeah. to see it. Yeah. But now, of course, everybody's a, twit uh, a, a critic. Mm. And Twitter and, and Facebook are full of these kind of things. So you're always going to get to say, I, I just shrug it off. I mean, there's been a few you know, trolls and stuff. Yeah, because you're it, on Twitter, mm. aren't you? I am, yeah. yeah. But it, it makes me laugh because all the, tr all the trolls... You know, it says, you know, tweets, 2.5 thousand followers, six. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they and they always hide behind some silly name or whatever. Mm. So I just shrug it off. I just think it's hysterical. But I don't think they think, Bobby. Like, I don't think they actually have thought through the implications of what they're doing. So I don't think that there will be exceptions to the rule. Yeah. But well, I think, I, I think that in this day and age, if you're going to be a part of this business, you, 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 it's, you know, expected. And you just sort yeah. of roll with it. Go with the flow. Well, it's still, it still has been an entertaining show, though. So it has been. I, yeah. I, I got over myself with that first episode, and I, I've still watched it every week. Yeah, and um, I'm, I, I've got terrific um, reaction from it. You yeah. know, uh, on an almost daily basis, because people are catching up with it on the ITV hub, and yeah, you know, yeah. so we've just seen the episode two or episode three or whatever, and. Um, you know, I, I I think that they saw me lighten up a bit after the first episode. Right, right, okay. But I of course, I don't what think they you did came off badly in that first step, by the way. But what they did, of course, is they cut all my meltdowns and stuck them together, mm, one after the other. Course. So people thought that you know all I did was whinge. But I might have whinged oh, two or three occasions over the course of two and a half weeks, which was while we were out there. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you get them one on top of the other, and they just think that I'm Mr. Moan. That's why these mm. pricks can't be trusted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just a grumpy old git. Yeah, you know? and it's not. That's not. But fair. you know, I. I, I understand how it goes and uh, all I can say is that were I to do something similar in the future um, if I were offered something like the jungle or Big Brother or whatever mm. I'd be a lot more savvy now as to, yeah, to what yeah, goes yeah, on yeah. and that's where I think Tommy and Bobby won out because they'd already done the jungle yeah. and so they probably understood more the machinations of uh, reality TV, uh, TV than, mm. than the others. I think, <clears throat> obviously, the implied implication that there was an issue with Bob and that, but I think from my experiences with Bobby, um, from the times that I've spent with him, both, uh, not many times, just with me and him in, in person, but he's been on this show as well, he and we had been. chat, and I worked with him um, on the sitcom and stuff. Um, I find him to be a very uh, sorted individual in terms of that he is very... He, no he gets everything. Yeah, which is which is kind of weird given the character that he played in Cannon and Ball, you know that persona. Um, I, I I've always felt, and it may be in in part due to his religious, you know, that he, it might be that, you know, when people get a bit more zen about that sort yeah, of thing, yeah. it could be that. Um, but I've always felt that he, whenever I've chatted to him about any issues I've had or anything like that, or he's he will always, whenever I've worked with him, pick up on if I'm if I'm low. So he will always say, "You're all right," and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." He's like, "He's like, you're not, are you? You're not all right at all." And do you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I find him kind of savvy in that way, and well, I think that probably spreads around. I think I, I think our experiences were 
Obviously, slightly yeah, different. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I've, I found him to be a bit of a wind-up merchant. Did you? you know? yeah, 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 he'd, he'd say things deliberately to push my buttons. And, and, I, and I feel like he would be mortified if he thought he'd upset you. Oh, no, he knows that. Really? Oh, yeah. It yeah. may not be. Oh, I mean, this is when one person. Yeah, I feel like. I'm a rose just, between you know two thoughts. As one person, but you know, people act differently no, around other people, no, don't I'm, they? Of course. Then, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not saying no, you're and wrong. And you, you stayed in the house with him, so you're going to have seen him quite a lot. Exactly. Day and I mean, night. Uh, and that's the other thing, of course, is that I live on my own. So it was very strange mm. to be sh- uh, sharing a house yeah, with yeah. Uh, eight other people. So that in itself is a, 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 a strange experience. Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it says silly things like, you know, or always remember that Bobby C, uh, Bobby B will come before, before Bobby C. And right. all that and, and I used to, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and then it, after a while, I just sort of let it go. You mm. know, it just sounds like my dad. He's similar yeah. to my dad. Like he, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It's one of them blokes. He's a Northwest bloke. Uh, yeah, I get it. But yeah. Um, so uh, summer holiday. Yes. Yes, let's talk about summer holiday. Um, so, what's the what's the is it tour? It is a it tour. Is, yeah. um, it's a very very lengthy tour. It is. That goes to right through until November. Okay, uh, but I'm only staying with it for the first eight weeks. Okay, oh, fair so that's starting on the 12th uh, of May, Tuesday the eighth. So uh, well, yes, the May the eighth of May we open in Liverpool mm-hmm. at the Empire Theatre, and then uh, we go on from there to Milton Keynes, mm-hmm. Woking, uh, York, Bromley. Birmingham, Edinburgh, and Plymouth, okay. and then I finish with the show on the thirtieth of June, mm-hmm. which is Plymouth, and then um, I, what happens after that is anyone's guess. Oh, Bo- uh, Bobby Ball's playing it. <laughs> <laughs> he called me this morning. So he's, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I've just seen well, I wish the cast luck with that. I tell you, <laughs> I've just seen this press release. I was literally about to ask you this: that you played Frank and Furter. I did, um, and I knew that. I knew you played Frank and Furter, and then as I was talking to you, I was like. Have I remembered the wrong name? Because I remember it, I was a big Rocky Horror fan as a kid. Oh, right, yeah. And I, um, I remember I had, I had this Rocky Horror Show book. That I'm said, in it. That said, yeah, no, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what, yeah. so, so, and I was thinking, oh, was it a different bloke? Was it, am I, I didn't want to embarrass you in any way. No, but yeah, no. when I saw that you played Frank. I did it in uh, 1986. Is it Australia? No, it's here. Was I it? did okay, the UK right. tour. Yeah. And I played Frank and Furter. And um, it was a bit of a surprise at the time because... Um, in the 80s, I was sort of like the Charlie Charm with the keyboard, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. the Nana's favourite and all of that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm playing this wild transvestite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so on paper, people say, Bobby Crush. Yeah. That's Frankenfurter. And I think a lot of people just came out of morbid curiosity to see whether right. I'd fall flat on my face. But I sort of embraced it, and I, I got terrific reviews, yeah. and it was my first ever musical. Was it okay? And so it was great. I, I loved it. And uh, I think that so makes perfect sense casting you as Frank. Do you think so? Yeah, I know, I really do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a lot thinner then. I mean, I wouldn't get in the Basque now. I, I, not I, even I, with I, a warm spoon. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll tell you, I have a, I have a long-standing contention that Frankenfurter should not be played by a fit man. Mm. I, I genuinely believe now. Oh, really? I, I now believe... Oh, well, then perhaps I could still play the... Yeah. Part, I, mean, it's, it's part well, of, it's, I, I piled the pounds after on After summer holiday, then. straight into well, who knows? Rocky Horror. I would love to play Frank at first. It's part of what it is. But I think that character was so nailed by Tim Curry. Was so nailed. Well, that was a template, so, uh, yeah. which we all sort of um, emulated. But I think that now, with enough times passed since the movie and the dreadful remake, um, that I think Frank and Furter 
the character, if you, if you strip away who's played him before and look at the character, the character could could be a bulky little fat bloke that doesn't look good in the gear. Do you know what I mean? Because he's made a beautiful man. So no what, reason why not. If he's, if he's beautiful as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a way forward for Rocky Horror now, is to actually go against type now. Well, listen, I don't... And do me or you. And I'd, me or you could play it. I'd go and see a production that sort of turned it on its head. Well, I think, yeah. you, I think you, can, you can play it till the end of June and then I'll, uh, I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think if I were ever to return to Rocky Horror, the only thing really that's uh, open to me now is the narrator. Nah, I still believe in you, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe really in you. Kind. you still but got in the, the meantime, in the meantime, yes. of course, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something else entirely. Uh, yeah, it's the iconic Cliff Richard film. Yep. Brought to the stage. We have a double-decker bus on really? stage. Okay. Yeah, and... Uh, all, all the great cliff hits, not just the ones that you heard in the summer holiday, the movie, but they've also drafted in the young ones. Okay, right. Do you want to dance uh, in the country? Some of the stuff that Cliff had in the charts in the sixties that yeah, didn't yeah. necessarily uh, wind up in the film. But it's great. We've got Ray Quinn mm. playing the cliff role. Of course, I'm not playing the cliff role. I'm a little elderly for that. Understudy, now. though, surely. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing a character called Jerry. Okay. Uh, and Jerry is an agent right. who looks after um, a female American pop star who gets um, fed up with being on the treadmill and she runs away and disguises herself as a boy in order to join the other boys on the bus and tour around Greece. Right. So my role is uh, of a, uh, an agent who, with her mother, follows them around the country to try and um, entice her back to work. Okay. And uh, I have to don a few disguises in right, order nice. to uh, not be recognised as mm. we're trailing in her wake. And it's great fun. I'm loving it. And, it. and, of course, the one thing that I will say is that it's a very young company. Yeah. I mean, because of the, the whole nature of the show, um, you know, all the leads are like 21, 22. Mm. So I'm the only cast member over 40. But do they not gravitate so towards you? They do. Surely your, you know, your reputation precedes you in, this, I, in certain ways. I so. think so, yeah. yeah. And they're all watching the Vegas show at the moment yeah, as well. Course, they yeah, come yeah. up and say, oh, you know. You've had quite a career. And I said, well, yeah, I have. You know, I've been mm. around a long time. But, of course, the other thing is that I'm going to make full use of them. Like the other day, I was <laughs> trying to do something on my phone. Right. And okay. I'm hopeless with the phone, right? So I said, I need a young person. <laughs> Please, what do I do here? And they came over and within seconds corrected the mistakes oh, that right. I'd made. And I thought, oh, this is going to be very useful. For the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's each you through. And uh, uh, they got me on WhatsApp. Oh, lovely, I've, yeah. Because I've never good. been on WhatsApp, so... Do you like it? Um, do you like it? <laughs> what do you mean, do well, you like no, it? because it can be annoying messages, when, when you want to avoid someone and that you've read Wh the message. Well, no, uh, you can mark yourself as... Uh, mine on my WhatsApp, you can't tell when I was last online. Okay. You can turn that off. Oh, right, okay. Well, um, I've only had it for two days, oh, so fine, ask okay. me in a week. Okay. <laughs> I might have thrown it out the window by, <laughs> well, do, by this I'll, time Honestly, do that. Get one of the youngsters to show you how to do it. You can turn off... So, you know, it says last seen and all that. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, What yeah. it does mean is you can't see theirs Which either. is a bit annoying, actually, I don't care about that. I don't care when someone's last seen. Depends if there's a question that you I turn that off and I don't any hassle on WhatsApp yeah, now because I, I may not have seen the message and often haven't. But you see, all, all I normally use a phone for is texts and mm. calls and emails, and as long as it can do that. But I've now got one of these all singing, all dancing phones oh, that, yeah. that, that just confuses old boys like me. I'm sort of, I, I again, I try not to sound disingenuous or in, indeed be disingenuous and stuff, and I'm sort of... I feel a butt coming on. No, no, it's not a butt, butt. at all. It, no, it's, it's not, but it's because I'm relating it, again, primarily to Last Laugh, and, and, yeah. and, and I think across the board, even, I'll even give Jess his, you know, credit in there. I think across the board for you all, I, I, I feel that 
it's been a real poke in the eye to people who would go on and call you has-beens or whatever on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Who, who would say that you've forgotten people and all that. I think it's been a real poke in the eye because it's shown that... Um, that the old stages can still do it. But, the, but there's a reason yeah. you can still do it. And the reason you can still do it is because you've been doing it for fucking 50 years. Do you know, do you know what I mean? That, that, it's, it's, obvi- it's so obvious, really, yeah. Bobby. Do you know what I mean? It's I was I was the youngest person there yeah. at 64. Yeah. Well, I was 63 at the time it was filmed, but I've just turned 64 now. So I was the youngest. The oldest were Bernie Clifton yeah. and Jess Conrad yeah. at 81. Yeah. And all of us have had a minimum of 45 years yeah. in the business. I mean, I, this is my 46th year. Uh, someone like Bernie Clifton has been in it nearly 60 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, um, and they're still out and entertaining people and, and earning good livings. Yeah. And um, I think we, all of us, um, will know when to stop. I mean, mm. uh, Bernie's just announced, for instance, that he's not going to do the ostrich anymore. Yeah. Um, because he can't dash around the, the yeah, stage, yeah, yeah. you know, like he yeah. did when he was, you know, 35, 40 or whatever. And I will know that the time is right for me to stop when I start playing in the cracks. Yeah. When, the, when, when I start, you know, playing handfuls of wrong notes, I will say thank you and good night, and yeah. I shall quietly retire and buy a little wool shop in Worthing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I think all of us are, are, are savvy enough to know when to wind down. Yeah, I agree. But I, d- I don't think in any of the cases that we saw on Last Laugh in Vegas is there the, the necessity for any of that crowd to say, mm. you know, thank you and good night. No. But, but they still have lots to offer. Uh, Suit hysterical. Um, well, this is, but this is the thing, though. I, and you'll vouch for me, because we have had these conversations before in this show. And, and the, I, how many times have I told people to go and see Cannibal Ball? And I'm, oh, I, yeah. and I'm like... I'm different generation. Yeah. I don't do comedy at all now. I don't do stand up at all. But generation, I'm a different generation. But I can absolutely see how brilliant they are on the stage and how mm. you know. Oh, you, can't, you can't take that away from them at all. I, I mean, I might have had my rucks with them, yeah, but yeah, I can yeah. still respect the fact. Yeah, the talent is that there. They're, the, the they're great at what there. they do. And when when you have the kind of career that they had, you know, um, getting 16, 17 million people every yeah. week watching their show. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they they were huge. They were a very big business, and and I can um, atone to that because. Um, when I was in um, Blackpool in 1980 at yep. the ABC Theatre in Summer Season with John Inman, they were down the road at the I North... I went to that show. Did you? Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah, the old ABC. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, they yeah. were down the road at the North Pier. I went to that show too. And um, we, we have to hand, hold our hands up and say they stole the business yeah, from course, everybody yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that season. So, yeah. you know, they were... Oh, they cleaned huge. up on the North Pier that year. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah well, it was a great bill. They had uh, Roger DeCourcy, Lenny yeah. Henry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they had about five recognisable names on yeah. the yeah, no, show, I, t- I totally was, remember that show. But we used to go to all the shows. It was a blockbuster. Right. Oh, don't you miss all those days? I was yeah, going to say, ab- do, do they do. still have shows on well, they piers, can, they kind of like, do, but No, like, summer seasons are dead in the water really? now. Yeah. But, but they still will have one-offs. Well, well, Tom and Bob, though, they do, they'll do like one They'll, a week or whatever. Well, yeah, and they but, do their tours and stuff. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you don't have residence shows mm. now that stay They're there Monday the to way. Saturday doing twice nightly and filling. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there'll, there'll be maybe a musical or, or invariably a tribute show or something. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Well, that's what it all is now. But likewise, know. Sue, in what I was saying, likewise, Sue, is that I, I cast Sue. I, I really dug my heels about putting Sue in that radio show that we did. And, and I was like, no, I think she'll be brilliant. And everyone, all through production, was going... Sue Pollard. I was like, yes, Sue Pollard. She would be perfect for this role. And she nailed it, slammed it. And it's like, you don't... I've said to you before, there's nobody famous from any era shit. There, there just isn't. <laughs> it, it, you, you can't be. You can't I th- be dreadful. I, th- I, th- I think if you survive in 
an ever-changing business, which yeah. is what this is, yeah. and you still are out there performing mm. after 40, 50, and in some instances, 60 years, yeah. then you have to have something about you. Mm. Yeah, you so, so don't give them a kick in on yeah. a reality show. That's, course, that was my contention with it, you know. Do you and think that was the aim of the show, then? I think that, as Bobby said earlier on, there's this perception that that's what people want now, so we have to put a bit of that in there. So we have to make someone cry. And, that, and the by the way, that probably would have happened in exactly the same way when you were upset looking back at yourself. And yeah, all that. That, and yeah. That, that's perfectly genuine. That's not a... Well, that... The, 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 <laughs> We, you didn't see it. No, so, I'm going to. So, no, so, 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 so yeah. let me explain. At one point, we're all sat down, and they show old footage of ourselves. And um, my footage was the last to be shown. Mm. And so up until that point, everyone's laughing. Everyone's falling on the floor because there's Cannon and Ball with the wide lapels. Yeah. And Mick Miller, who's got hardly any hair, you're suddenly seeing him with lots of hair. And the fashions and... and we, 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 we're all finding it hysterical. So mm. I'm thinking, well, when my clips come up, I'm going to be um, also hysterical. Mm. And I'm going to find it really, really funny. But I didn't find it funny at all. I actually found it quite distressing because they showed um, clips of an 18-year-old Bobby Crush. I come down the steps at Opportunity Knocks. I'm thin as a reed. Um, I'm smiling, I'm beaming, I'm playing away. And, and all I can actually think of at that point is how anxious I was at that time. And all the crap, really, that I was having to deal with at that time, apart from launching a career. Mm. Um, so I, I, I started welling up and I, and I felt this happening. And I thought, um, I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm going to keep this back. And then suddenly it all just all came out. Mm. And, of course, the cameras zoomed in and they loved all that. But it wasn't pre-planned. And it, nobody was more surprised by my reaction than, than me. Yeah. Um, but everybody said, you know, it was a highlight of the series and saying, oh. you know, good on you for being honest about things. I mean, the, um, the, the, what really bothered me when I was seeing this footage was that um, I was coping with uh, my sexuality at the same time. Uh, and, of course, in 1972, nobody ever came out. Mm. It could actually have the potential to, to end a career. Yeah, yeah, totally. So there was all the pressure on me to keep that under wraps, you know, and, you know, when I was um, interviewed for magazines and things like Fab 208 and all the, Marilyn and all the girly yeah. magazines. Yeah. You know, what kind of girl are you looking oh, after? Oh, yeah, they do ask those kind of yeah, questions, yeah. the girl. And I'm having to you. lie. And, yeah. I, and I hated at the time all the secrecy and all the deception. And um, when I saw these, the, these clips, it just brought it all back. Yeah. And, and and I got really um, uptight about it, you know. But there you are; it happened. But that's hu that's humanity, then, man. That's you know, yeah. that's, that's the and and now in this day and age, nobody blinks an eye. You know, my yeah. my nieces have always known that they've grown up having a gay uncle. Yeah. Right. And you know, they're sort of like late teens, early twenties now, and they just shrug it off and they right. think. And they think everybody has an uncle who at Christmas dresses up as a dame and says, "Does yeah. anyone see my son Aladdin?" <laughs> yeah. so, so, and so it goes. Yeah. Well, it's important to remember, though, and, and lest we forget as well that, as you said, at that point in, in your career, or in that point um, historically, it not that it, you could, it probably would have sent off your career. Oh, like it, it probably yes, would have done. I, I, undoubtedly, I'm sure of it. There were no Will Youngs. So it no. wasn't about like being brave or anything like that. No. It, it was actually like, no, this this isn't going to be like, I can just do it and like, right. oh, deal with it. It's like, no, it, it will yeah. see you're off. So yeah. I'm guessing that you were told, obviously, like, right, you cannot come out, you cannot say you were gay. Did you have, it, to, it, have to sign things? It was, it was not encouraged. Right, okay. You know? and, uh, and I just went with the flow. And, I, yeah. and, you know, I, I was very conscious of the fact that 
if I did, it would let people down. You know, it could possibly end what I'd always wanted in my life, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. a career in the business. I mean, I've been playing the piano since I was four years old. Yeah. And since I was eight, I wanted to be a professional performer. So it was great that I was being given these opportunities. Yeah. But at the same time, it didn't come without some form of um, sacrifice. Right. I thought it's sad that when you say let people down, do you mean agents and people like that? Or um, who would you have... My, my parents, you know, oh, okay, who right. had invested a lot of right. um, time in me, you know, uh, that they used to take me around the talent show circuits and right. all of that when I was a teenager. And um, so, yeah, there was... It was a lot, you yeah. know, for somebody 17, 18 years old. And as I said on the show, you know, when you're in the, your late teens and early 20s, that's normally the time that you're having relationships and uh, d d developing your personality and all of that. And, and all that was happening for me at that point was, you know, playing theatres, being in hotels, not mixing with people my own age. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was, it was quite difficult. You're still, still standing, Bobby. Yeah. And I'm still standing. No, it's true, though, man. That, that's, a, that, no. that's not something to well, say lightly, is well, it? Well, this is what Last Laugh in Vegas is all about as well, and that it's it's the survival of the fittest. Yeah. And, and we're still there doing... Um, just going back on what you were saying about um, whether we were being... Um, uh, sorted in such a way that uh, that they wanted to see us fail there's been a lot on um, social media about Frank Frank Marino yeah. the mentor yeah. and they've said that he's you know, appeared to be disrespectful to the British yeah. performers. But once again, you know, I, I have to speak as I find, and he was lovely to me. And, you know, last week they, they, they trailed the show saying, oh, um, because rehearsals haven't gone quite as planned, is Frank going to pull the show? Well, there was never... No, of course not. There was never any hint at any point along the way that yeah. the show was going to be pulled. But, but, if you're but they do that for so dramatic so effect. Yes, you know? but, but, if, but if Frank plays along with that, and well, I'll be the villain of this, whatever, then, as you said about Jess... You know, live by the sword, die by the sword. <laughs> you know, that, that does come round. Yeah. Um, listen, Bobby, um, uh, before you came in, Nat said to me, there's no way we're going to get 40 minutes out of this. Yeah, I was like, and we I, never and I, I turned to Nat, oh. I turned no, to Nat and said, just you watch. Yeah. <laughs> just you watch. And I was wrong. I can put my hands up yeah, and say that I was wrong. Yeah, I told you I absolutely Wind told you. Wind him up and let him go. Um, <laughs> well, well, we're absolutely out of time. It's been a rare treat chatting to you, man. It Thank really, you very really much. Has, and I wish you all the very best. And I hope that opportunities arise yeah. from Last Laugh in Vegas. But I know you're not short of opportunities either. And, you know. Let me just say, uh, as a, a parting shot, there oh is God, there is, shot. there is there is talk about <coughs> doing um, a stage version. Is there really? And oh, getting us all back together again and doing a tour. Well, get yourself in the dressing room with Bobby B. Um, oh, I, I think that's about as likely as the do, Pope turning just, Jewish. Do you know what? I, I am actually <laughs> going to now make it my my plan in life to, to get you to, to bring you two together to see oh, to see the good parts. The of two bobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, well, we'll no. squeeze we'll squeeze Tom out. Well, we had, <laughs> we had two and a half weeks together to uh, to make it happen. And it didn't quite mm. happen. Well, but that's involved. I think, I think it's no just time. listen. It's it's guaranteed. You get that number of differing personalities under the same roof. You, you're never all going to get on, are no, you? No, not at all. No, my, not. my mates in the show were Sue, Anita, and Bernie. They're the ones that I. Okay, I well, you've done all right. There, you've got some Italian lad. You've got Sue and Vatch. I've never met Anita, but she's friends. Oh, with a she's friend of mine who Steve Delaney does Count Arthur strong. They did a record mm. together. Oh, Count Arthur. Yes, yeah, she did a, a single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's amazing. Too stupid. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, we're out of time. Bobby Crush, thank you ever so much indeed. Uh, Sarah and Mice coming up with a hip hop show. We shall see you again next week. Yes. I'm so glad I can share this with you guys in the dressing room because I am raging. Again, I talked to that asshole. And he's Well, he said he'd seen the show six times. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah, like, why are we bothering? 
he says he's enthusiastic, wants to see the show. It's lying. He's, he, I think he's made. Matron isn't giving him his pills. <laughs> you know, um, he's psychotic. He says he's slept with me. Um, trust me. Yeah. I mean, three days notice in the blowtorch. So you know, it's not happening. Thank you, darling. Uh, intervention. Absolutely. Are we going to march on the radio station? Let's do it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. When? As soon as possible. Let's do it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.